Ladies and gentlemen, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Yeah, it is. <laughs> now containing traces of nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to all our nut allergen uh, listeners. My bad. Cue music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hey there. Hello. Hello. Hey. I'm a. Ki- <laughs> hey. Hi. 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 Hey. <laughs> Would you like I'm some nuts? Hey. Uh, n- <laughs> uh, nuts. <laughs> uh, nuts. Oh, I love how one word can have so many meanings. I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm Wayne Stellini. I'm a Fulia Cantarmaggio. And I'm a Michael Lister. And you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Ooh, welcome one and all. Yes, <laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome to uh, welcome to the podcast, which is one, two, three. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Yes, one, two, three. Episode one, two, three. ABC. ABC. One, one two, two, three. three. Do re mi. <laughs> uh, Baby, you and me, girl. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sing it. Shout um, out to my fellow Michaels. <laughs> Hell to the yes. Hell to the yes. Oh man. Okay. Um, Fulia. Yes. How has your week been? My week has been the same as usual. The only difference is I had a dentist appointment. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you got out of the house. Yes, I did. (laughs) Like, was it actually a bit exciting to go just because you were going somewhere else and talking to someone different? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Plus, I hadn't been to the I haven't been to the dentist for like almost two and a half years, so I was like, I'm due for a checkup. (laughs) So I got to the dentist and I found out I'm going to need a couple of fillings. No. Luckily, I don't have to do them all at once. I can do them separate. Mm. <laughs> don't have to go through all that pain and all that numbing needles. Yes. <laughs> Good. Um, so, yeah, had done, done that. Uh, picked up a package that was waiting for me, sitting right beside me. Oh. I got a recorder. Yes. <laughs> and it's an alto recorder, not a soprano. So it's oh. not the smaller ones. Oh, okay. So this is the one. Guys. This is one bigger than the soprano. Oh. The one that you would use at like primary in school. In primary school, high yes. school and stuff yes. like that. You got yes, one of those, Julia. I did. It's very pretty. Is it digital or is it... Um... Analog. It's a plastic. No, no, it's plastic. <laughs> oh, you should have asked me. I'm sure I've got mine somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't every Australian child, <laughs> the 80s yes. and 90s, have like a recorder yes. somewhere? <laughs> I, I no longer have the one that I had from my high school because that was the, the one thing in year seven. That was the, was the fr- thing that I had to learn to play. Uh, and then it was the first thing to go when you didn't need it anymore. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know where mine is. Yeah. Mum and dad have probably got stashed somewhere in the shed. I don't know. Oh, look, I'm sure that know. the parents of Australia all gathered one night to create this epic bonfire and say, thank God we don't have to listen to these things ever again. <laughs> oh, wow. man. I'm reading, look, Wayne, mm-hmm. I'm, just for context on that, I'm reading The Book Thief at the moment, and that just brought some, <laughs> oh, wow. some bad okay. image, some images to mind of people, ga- people gathering to burn, burn things. Look, oh, I will Lord. never endorse book burning at all. Um, no. Recorder burning, any day of the week, I am there, I yeah. will even bring the matches. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fully Yes. I was going to, sorry, just interrupt, just to, in case you don't mention it again. Have you seen the film version of The Book Thief, Kendall? No, I'm, I'm going to watch it as soon as I finish reading the book. Yeah, I've only seen the film and it's really good. So I imagine oh, I imagine good. the book will be better. I, I'm i loving the book. I'm yeah. I'm almost halfway through Ooh, and it's, nice. it's, it's, it's really, really good. Nice yes. Anyway, enough, enough about me. <laughs> um, but I can't, I can't wait to watch the film just quietly. Um, Fulia, yes. why did you buy a recorder? Because you, now you now you have two instruments to learn. Yes, well, I've kind of stopped going to lessons for my uh, piano. Okay. Because of, you know, lockdown restrictions and stuff like of that. Of course. But um, since I couldn't go to my last, uh, my last lesson, um, I haven't actually been practicing since then. I don't have that that drive, that motivation to actually practice at home. Mm-hmm. And the frustration of me not being able to, like I've been trying so hard to to get like a song down pat and the fact that I'm having a hard time actually playing it or remembering or just having a hard time reading and playing at the same time, that sort of plays with my my mental state, my emotional yeah. state, because yeah. I get really annoyed with myself when I can't do something right. Um, and especially with musical instruments. So I, as, as someone who did clarinet in high school, I understand. Yeah. I've pain. done clarinet as well. Yeah. I gave up after three months. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I went back to my saxophone then. Oh, okay. So I was Fair doing, enough. I did alto, alto saxophone for quite a, quite some time in my high school life. Yes. Then I got to a point where I was like, I want to switch it up and went to clarinet Found it so hard that I went back to outdoor saxophone. Yeah, clarinet's not easy. No. It's still a woodwind instrument. It is. It is, correct. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, I'm not going to my piano lessons anymore. I notified my teacher about it, and especially because at the moment, having a hard time with work and trying to, you know, find the income for that sort of stuff. Yeah, of course. Can't really do, you know, recreational things if you don't have the money for it. No, yeah, of course. Yeah, you can always go back to it whenever you want. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If I I feel that I want to go back into it, then I'll make sure to let her know and I'll be able to go go and attend the the lessons. But at the moment, um, I thought that I would pick up something a little bit smaller. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> something a little bit more easier to play although I'm realising now it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be <laughs> well, I'm glad you've kind of you've kind of decided not to give up playing an instrument altogether no, and trying look, something different like, I, that's commendable I love being able to play a musical instrument and it's always in the back of my mind that I want to continue doing that Yeah. whether it is continuing with um, playing instruments that I have played in the past or if it's picking up something completely different um, the, all right, the reason I'll get to the reason why I bought the recorder. Okay. You probably already 
know where it's coming from. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So last week I mentioned that I signed up to Disney Plus. Yes. And then I binged The Mandalorian in like two days. You want to learn The Mandalorian theme, don't you? (laughs) Then I found out in the gallery that they use use the bass recorder to do the theme. Okay. And I love the sound. It sounds so haunting. It's it's a really cool sound. And it just gave me chills. Every time I hear that theme song, it gave me chills. And... Then I started doing a little bit of research into what kind of recorder it was. And, you know, there's like tons of different recorders out there. Yeah, I never knew that. Uh, Like back from in the like medieval days and all that sort of stuff that like Renaissance days, they, they played wooden recorders and all Mm. that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I came across, um, a YouTuber that's actually a record recorder player and, it's amazing the sounds that she can make with these instruments and it's it's beautiful and i found that the alto recorder which is the one bigger than the soprano um i found that the sound in that was a lot nicer and i i preferred that because i've got an alto saxophone mm. and i love the sound of an alto saxophone yeah it's a really nice sound um so it's it's kind of like a middle range sound yeah it's not too deep, not too low. It's not too high either. It's like sort of in the middle. And I, and I love that sort of sound. And especially because my voice is also an alto. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I like staying in that range. Um, and so because of the Mandalorian, I decided I wanted to get a recorder. <laughs> that is so wonderful. And that reminds me of like, not to not to side sidetrack or tangent, but like when I was a kid, the reason I was wanted to play clarinet is because I fell in love with it in Mr. Holland's Opus, one of my favorite movies in of the nineties. Richard Dreyfus, yeah. fantastic film, um, and yeah, it, the first student that he takes on personally uh, is this young girl played by Alicia Witt, and she struggles with the clarinet, and she plays um, this Ackerbilk tune called stranger on the shore and it's it's a beautiful piece of music and i was like yep i want to do clarinet i got to high school clarinet it was so the fact that you (laughs) watched the mandalorian and gone i'm learning the recorder i want to play this like that's so cool i've already figured it out (laughs) i I didn't have to look it up i've already figured it out Uh, but i don't know everything like i know like the first few notes yeah that's that's about it that's cool um very cool with that the reason why I picked up the alto saxophone is because of Lisa Simpson. Hey. <laughs> Although she played the tenor, so yes, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one of my friends, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, she played alto in, in high school as well with me in the in the same band, and mm. um, yeah, she it was because of Lisa. She played. <laughs> she wanted to play sax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, so, yeah awesome. so that's that's, really that's cool. kind of been the thing that's been happening for me this week. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Apart from me yelling and getting frustrated on stream. When I'm playing Assassin's Creed. <laughs> but we'll get to that another time. We will get to that, indeed. Wayne, how has your week been? Well, thank you, my dear. Um, my week has been... Oh, just It's predominantly been work. More than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, So, um, which means it's been an exciting week, yeah? 
<laughs> <laughs> well, it depend, depends on the, uh, the the kind of work week you've had, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, the, the work in the shop's been um, frustrating and I'm, I'm glad to, to, to not be there at the moment, <laughs> to, be, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Um, my creative work has been really good. Um, picking, picking up some momentum with some creative work that I'm involved in. Um, so at the moment, I'm actively producing three upcoming productions wow yeah holy crap um so i i'm i'm mentally exhausted <laughs> to be honest which is why like, i just yeah. keep working um <laughs> so yeah so look but but this is still exciting because uh, all three are different you know they're different tones um the voices are different as well uh the teams are different so this is this will be really good i think as a in terms of, of, a, of creative outlets, I think these are great to be involved in. Um, you know, COVID is restricting us a lot at the moment, but yeah. we're soldiering on in, in, in every, in every show. So, so yeah, so like that's quite exciting and I'm just enjoying my downtime away from the laptop and away from the shop. I just, I don't know, we're just revisiting a lot of movies and watching um, some movies as well, which has been really good. Um, so nice. yeah, yeah. So, um, I did end up watching, um, the five bloods this week, which was, um, Oh, cool. Yeah. Spike Lee's movie. Um, really interesting film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I recommend checking that out if you haven't yeah. already. Yeah. I'm still, yeah. still, still, um, wanting to get around to that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Kendall, I think you'll, you'll like it. Mike, I think you might actually enjoy it as well. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't mind Spike Lee. Yeah, this one's a really good because it's it was made like I think it was, oh gosh, late last. I'm sure it was made late last year, like just before COVID shut everything down. But mm. you know the issues that it touches upon are just crazy contemporary. Like it's it's actually bizarre seeing, um, a movie with an explicit political message. Uh, you know, not retrospectively, like made in the, in the time and you're experiencing the politics of it just because you're breathing. <laughs> you know, you cannot be alive and not be feeling the politics of the time at the yeah. moment, regardless of whether you follow politics or not. You always yeah. feel its ramifications. It's around you everywhere. And so watching a film that explores some of these elements, um, yes, from an American's point of view, but still relevant throughout the Western world, I think. Um, yeah, it's an interesting film and, uh, uh, anyone, um, gets a chance when anyone gets a chance to watch it, if it's a film you might be interested in, come talk to me. I'd love to discuss it because <laughs> it's an interest. It is an interesting film. Um, yeah, that's, that's on Netflix now. Um, FYI. Yeah. And, um, so I've been having a bit of that and then I've also been leaving my brain at the door and have been, um, rediscovering the brilliance that is Sylvester Stallone cinema. nice so yes so yeah revisiting some of his classics and um experienced one for the first time as well that i'd never gotten a chance to watch so yes sliced alone always delivering (laughs) (laughs) delivering something that's for sure oh yeah absolutely absolutely (laughs) probably my favorite action um action hero from the from the 80s actually would be yeah, and that's fair. Yeah, I was more of a yeah. I was more of a Stallone than a Schwarzenegger man. 
uh, myself. Okay. Yeah. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, better movies. Um, <laughs> Michael, how has your week been, mate? Uh, yeah, it's been it, it's been good. Um, uh, work's a bit bit uh, a bit hectic at the moment, considering what we're going through at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just because um, I work on the weekends, and today and yesterday I was working by myself, so. Oh gosh! Uh, oh wow! Yeah, it usually takes two people, but the other one, uh, the other person's off, off sick. So oh no, yeah. a lot more walking around, and I'm absolutely tired and buggered, and I can't be asked doing anything. But no, oh. but uh, but that's all right because um, been trying to do a lot more uh, creative stuff. Uh, I've got I've got a an arts project that I'm trying trying to do and trying to get the mental capacity to do that but uh after putting Zelda to bed it's like uh, I don't want to do anything <laughs> it's like it feels like bedtime for you as well hey yeah 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 <laughs> so so can, can we keep this quick uh <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our best Mike <laughs> that's right um yeah um I've recently dragged out my old uh tablet that um, that to draw on. Mm. So yeah. yeah, so I've been drawing on this tablet to save some paper and stuff, and I'm actually enjoying it. It's it's easier to sketch on it, so I can like tweak it like on on the computers, which is pretty pretty fun. Yeah, cool. And, yeah, nice. Yeah, so that's been pretty cool. Just using paint at the moment, which is actually a pretty awesome system now. Being paint, it's actually more, more better than, uh, more better. That's not a real fucking sentence. Um, <laughs> better, <laughs> uh, better, better, better. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot better. You say <laughs> the, the paint, the paint program nowadays is more better than than your Windows ninety five paint. It's it's less pixelated. You see. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Windows ninety five paint. My God. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. I miss. I miss that. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so me. I still. I still. I still use paint to do my my screenshots from my computer. Just yeah. makes it easier than opening up Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, the 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 only um problem that I have with paint is you can't do layers. So that's that's the yeah. big, that's the biggest problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. So while I'm See, doing I'm that, sure. uh, I've been listening to my backlog of um, uh, podcasts, so I'm all up to date. And nice. Na- and now I'm listening to uh, John Bolton's new book, uh, "The Room: The Room Where It Happened," which Ooh. is it's an interesting read. Uh, <laughs> cool. uh, considering the subject matter. Uh, it's mostly about Trump and oh. and and John Bolton, who's a complete narcissist idiot. Oh, like and, Trump. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> you can't. Re- so here, you, here you are. You're not you're not rooting for any side. Everyone loses in the end, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cheerful stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's all political stuff. Bargy, bargy. Yeah. Once you get get out of, uh, once you ignore all the uh, right wing t- talking points that he pers- <laughs> persuades people in this book, then yeah, it's an interesting read. 
Yeah. Nice. Cool. And that's what I've been doing this week. What have you been doing, Kendall? What have I been doing? Um, yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting week for me. Kind of normal, but not normal at the same time. I mean, I've been working the whole time as well. Work's been insane this week. We've been very busy. Uh, end of financial years this yeah. week, so it's tax time, people. Mm-hmm. There's a little reminder. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we in terms of that, we've been flat out. Um, I came into work. I came into work this morning and found out that yesterday we took in as a store nearly two hundred thousand dollars. Wow! That never happens. Okay. Wow. That doesn't really happen at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like it barely happens at Christmas. So I'm like gobsmacked. So I feel I feel for the people who were there yesterday having to deal with that. But um, everything has been solved. It's been yeah. It's 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 nuts, but no, but it's good though. It's good, you know. We like it busy. We like it. We like it busy and quick like mm. that. So it's it's okay. We, passes we, the time. Passes the time, and we deal with it. You know, may, and more money for the company means more money in our pockets as well. So that's Yay. it's always a win. <laughs> always a win. Um, yeah. So work's been good, uh, busy but good. Uh, and then yeah, outside of that, obviously doing lots of Fred-related things this week. You know with. My non-scripted ramblings with collectible chaos with the monthly, yep. all of which I will go into more detail later when we wrap up the show. Um, but it's been a big week in terms of me doing all of that stuff. <laughs> um, I bit the bullet and signed up to Amazon Prime. Hey! So I am now the proud owner of four <laughs> streaming services. Four streaming services now. <laughs> Don't tell my parents. Um, <laughs> but, I, you know, Amazon Prime is super cheap. I didn't realize. Yeah, crazy so cheap, hey? Six, $6 a month. Mm. Wow! Yeah. That's, like the che- that's cheaper than every other one. Yeah, it's cheaper than Disney Plus, And I thought Disney Plus was cheap. Yeah. But they don't have as much as Netflix and Stan mm-hmm. so that's you can justify that cheaper price uh, I think okay. but they do have a lot of content on there that nowhere else has oh. so I basically went through uh, when I got it and just kind of saw all these films that I've like either been waiting to come on Netflix or Stan and here they are on Amazon Prime and I'm like mm. add to list add to list, add to list. <laughs> um, which is really cool and so I sat down on I think I think maybe it was Tuesday night I think it was Monday or Tuesday night and I, and, um, yeah, ended up, um, my brother ended up going out, so he wasn't home and I ended up watching, um, two rom-coms. Tuesday night. On Yeah, it was Tuesday night. It was Tuesday night. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Fulia. <laughs> um, I was there. <laughs> Fulia was there. That's how she knows. Um, cause you both left at the same time. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. So I ended up, yeah, watching two films. I watched, um, this delightful rom-com called What's Your Number with mm-hmm. Chris Evans and Anna Faris. Mm-hmm. It was very good. Highly recommend. Chris <laughs> Evans is so good in it and you basically get to see him practically naked in a <gasps> couple of scenes. And this is around... Did you get to see America's ass? Sort of, yes. <laughs> yes, America's ass was on display. Um, yeah. But this is around the time... This came out the same year he made the first Captain America film. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was a while ago. So it was, yeah, it's yeah. an old film, but it's... um Old. <laughs> it's nine years ago. It's not old. <laughs> but, yeah, it's an older film in terms yeah. of that. Um, but it, I really, really liked it because, yeah, it was, just, it was just very funny. And it's nice to see him, you know, playing a, a character mm. that I don't usually watch him play. So that was cool. 
Um, and I watched Last Christmas as well. Ah. Which is the, the Amelia Clark, Henry Golding yes. film. Yes. Centered on the music of George Michael. Um, and it was lovely. Uh, it was actually co written, the script was co written by Emma Thompson. Oh, as well. Very nice. So it was a very funny script. Yes. And she's also in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's wonderful in it. Um, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the film and I would recommend. But bring the tissues because there's some emotionals. Some emotionals in that one. Some feels. Mm. Um, but yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it quite a bit. So that was really cool. And then, yeah, later in the week, um, uh, the, the emotionals for me started happening because June 25th came and went. Which yeah. for me is the day we lost Michael Jackson. Um, so it's a day I commemorate every year, um, and it's obviously very emotional for myself. So uh, I luckily again, brother was out of the house, so I had the place to myself, and I made some food and and I, I chucked on uh, his live at Wembley in 1988 on the Bad Tour yeah. on the TV and like <laughs> danced around the house like a nut. <laughs> and um and just yeah and you know sat on the couch watching him move and dance and sing and just everything and it's it's so good and I'm watching him I'm like he's younger there now than I am now like wow mm. like like watching that yeah Wembley he was he was 29 wow when that was filmed and I'm 30 fucking two what have I done with my life. <laughs> <laughs> Really, <laughs> it's so funny. Um. I'll, I'll look, just, can I just put it out there? Um, if you want to reflect <clears throat> on life achievements and milestones, that's perfectly fine. And look, it's natural and normal to compare it to other people. Just um, don't ever do it to someone like Michael Jackson because you can't win. No, I know. <laughs> No, he'll win every time. He had four. He had four number one hits before he hit puberty. Like, come on, it's it's yeah, it's a stupid argument to make, but I, it always just blows my mind how young he was when he was doing all these yeah. things. So I just can't help but comment on it. But yeah, so that that was really nice. You know, it was nice to kind of lift my spirits a bit doing that. And um, I got a really nice surprise on Friday night after I got home from work. Two of my uh, Aussie MJ fan friends I met in the States last year FaceTimed me. Yay! Um, That's nice. On five minutes. We talked for like five or ten minutes. They live in uh, Western Australia. Okay. So so they were a few hours behind. Um, But yeah, they were... um, they were having an MJ night to themselves. Aww. It was their first time getting like hanging out together since COVID as well. Mm. Um, and we talked about that for a bit, saying how like you know they were they were t- talking to me how they're basically about to go back to normal in Western Australia. And I'm like, meanwhile in Victoria, <laughs> we screwed the pooch big time. And yeah. they were like, yeah, you guys are you guys fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, some of us some of us did. Um, yeah, so we had a we had a bit of a laugh over that, but just it was so nice to catch up with them. Oh, First yeah. time talking to them like face face to face as it were mm. uh, in a year and it was almost like no time had gone pa- gone by. They haven't changed a bit and it was just so lovely and you know, talking talking about MJ for a little bit and yeah, what we did and yeah, it was just no, it was wonderful. So yeah, I, so that was definitely the highlight of my week, for sure. But um, no, it's been I've had a really nice, really nice week actually. You know, for a week that f- for me is usually quite emotional, it was yeah actually a really good week. So I'm very happy about Yay. that. Yes, <laughs> yay is all round. Um, okay, well I think that 
is the week that was with us, mm-hmm. uh, which is half an hour of content for you guys. I hope you enjoyed. Um, <laughs> we're now going to go into the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Okay, nerdy news time. It's nerdy news time. We're here once again to bring you guys the news for this week in the pop culture world. And we are going to be starting with some very sad news that we have to report Uh, This week, we lost uh, an iconic director, just an incredible filmmaker in the wonderful man that was Joel Schumacher. He passed away at the age of 80. uh, And it's just a bit of a shock for a lot of us, just even though he was, you know, 80s, still a very good innings. But, you know, I didn't even realize he was that not to say that old, but, you know, I didn't, you know, that's, I didn't actually realize that because he's just kind of, for me, he's always, ever since I started watching movies when I was a kid, like he's, he is a name that I always saw attached to films and like, you know, watching things on the TV or going to the cinemas and watching things. So it's just, yeah, he's just kind of always been around for me. So it's very sad. Um, for those who may not recognize the name, you will recognize the filmography, um, he made it big in the 80s with hits like St. Elmo's Fire, uh, The Lost Boys, Flatliners, and then in through the 90s, he uh, made an impression in the world of Batman with Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, um, and then many other brilliant films like um, 8mm with Nicolas Cage and Phone, Bo- Phone Booth with Colin Farrell. Um, he directed Gerard Butler. In Phantom of the Opera uh, in 2004. Like, there's his filmography is insane. Um, the number 23, Veronica Guerin, um, Bad Company, Tigerland. Like, there's so. A Time to Kill. Like, The Client. Like, there's so many. His filmography is just nothing short of legendary, if you ask me. Um, he's made some stellar films and he will definitely definitely be missed that is for sure we thank him very much for his incredible contributions to the world of cinema thank you joel um okay moving into happier news now happier news um with which i'm glad to segue into something so cool is what i'm about to say because this is fantastic news um looks like we might be seeing a return to the role of bruce wayne batman by michael keaton himself reprising his role in the upcoming Flash film starring Ezra Miller that has been in gestation for a number of years now um, and looks like things are finally coming into place, finally, for this awesome film. Um, Michael Keaton is in talks. It's conf- it hasn't been confirmed that he's officially in the thing, but it looks likely at this point. Um, he's going to be playing playing his, his Bruce Wayne from Tim Burton's Batman and Batman Returns. Uh, in this film, he's going to be taking on, apparently, he's going to be taking on a mentor sort of role, uh, sort of like a Nick Fury type character, like role, like someone like that, who kind of steps in and, and guides, you know, guides Ezra Miller's Flash, Barry Allen, on his journey to, you know, 
being the hero he needs to be, etc. Whatever the plot of the film is, it sounds like it's probably going to be involving some kind of, you know, flashpoint paradoxes, a storyline that's been thrown around, or you know, crisis on two Earths or infinite Earths. So, like, there's going to be alternate realities at play here. So maybe that's how he comes in, or maybe the DCEU has been connected to my, the, you know the um, Tim Burton Batman films this whole time and we just didn't know (laughs) I don't know we'll find out when the Flash movie comes out uh, in uh, a couple of years so fingers crossed everything goes smoothly with that because I cannot wait to see that it's gonna be great (laughs) Um, speaking of things I can't wait to see and I'm going to have to wait (sighs) even longer yep this is getting ridiculous guys Mm. Um, (laughs) the two Films that were supposed to be our bright shining beacons uh, of the return to the cinema, uh, Tenet and Mulan, have now been pushed back again. They will both be coming out in August, uh, filling the spots that Wonder Woman 1984 originally held until it moved to October. Uh, Tenet will be out on the 12th of August and Mulan will be out on the 21st of August. So now Tenet is back in front of Mulan and will still come out ahead. Yes. I know, it's fully is making a face. Yes, it's it's frustrating, but they're you know they're taking the precautions necessary for you know for COVID-related issues, and they're you know these big studios and their bank accounts and their wallets. They need to make sure that this is going to be a success. These films that people will actually go and see them. So I can understand, but it's just just anyway. They should, have, they should have just moved everything to, like, September and beyond. Like, I don't know. But it's fine. It's fine. August. It's going to be great. It's, like, six weeks away. It's going to be great. Okay. Uh, speaking of, of great things, the original Twister film is one of my favorite films of all time. I freaking love it. I watch it, like, once a year. It's so good. Um, it's getting rebooted for some reason. Uh, Joseph Kaczynski, who directed, hasn't directed too many films, but he's known for doing uh, Tron Legacy, uh, Oblivion with Tom Cruise, and also the soon-to-be-released Top Gun Maverick. Um, He's going to be uh, directing this reboot of the Twister, I don't even say franchise, because it was just one film that came out like 25 years ago almost. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, They don't have screenwriters on board, they don't have cast on board, obviously... Uh, you know, Michael Crichton, who co-wrote the script, is no longer with us. Bill Paxton, who was in the original film, is also no longer with us. Um, so, and Philip Seymour Hoffman as well was in the original film, no longer with us. So it's very sad that they can't be here to witness this. But you know, depending on how it goes, I guess we'll see about that. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I my thoughts are I would like to see. Not a reboot. I would like to see a sequel where maybe Helen Hunt returns to the role of Joe and, you know, is like it, it's turned into like a family sort of storm chasing thing, like following the success of of uh, the Dorothy machinery that helped, the ex, ex, you know, uh, predict the, the weather and, you know, get people to safety earlier, like all of that. I would like to see that expanded upon rather than them you know, introduce this whole new team of, of storm chasers and do the same film again re- or re- reboot it in a different way. I don't know. We'll see. We have no idea what's happening. But it's going to be starting filming next year. So we'll see what happens. Um, this next item in the film news that I'm really looking forward to is, uh, again, Margot Robbie is just kicking ass for uh, 
for feminism in this world because she is now going to be leading a female-fronted Pirates of the Caribbean film, um, the screenplay of which will be written by Christina Hodson, who is quickly becoming a screenwriter that I'm liking more and more of. She uh, wrote Bumblebee and Birds of Prey. Um, she's going to be penning the script for this. It's not going to be connected to the recently announced reboot that Disney are working on. That's rebooting the original series. This is going to be a completely separate standalone film that, depending on the success of, will t- may or may not turn into a franchise. I guess we'll see. But Margot Robbie is going to be playing a pirate, and I'm here for that. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, this next item is pretty cool too, I think, but I, I'm, I don't know, I'm slightly skeptical, but we'll see. Uh, we're getting a live action hybrid magic school bus film, mm-hmm. uh, produced by and starring Elizabeth Banks as the one and only Miss Frizzle. Uh, good casting choice, I think. I love Elizabeth Banks. She's wonderful. I think she's going to bring Miss Frizzle to life in an excellent way. I think that's a perfect choice. The film, however, remains to be seen whether it will actually hold up to the legacy of, you know, our childhood. Yep. <laughs> uh, but hopefully, hopefully it's good. Fingers are crossed for that. Um And in another film that is getting a belated sequel, this one I... I Again, I'm of two minds about, because I also love the original film. I'm talking, of course, about Chicken Run. Um, (laughs) The original film by Aardman is one of my favorite, probably my favorite stop animation film I've ever seen, just because it's so funny. It actually either won or was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Comedy at the time when it came out 20 years ago. This week it actually celebrated its 20th anniversary Mm. and that is when uh, the people behind the upcoming sequel decided to announce that there is a part two on the way. It's going to be on Netflix, which is also kind of cool. The only annoying thing is that Nick Park, who is kind of the big honcho at Aardman, he directs most of the films, uh, for that studio, he's not involved in this, at least not in terms of being in the director's chair. Um, and another thing I learnt today, Mel Gibson is not coming back to do the voice of Rocky in the sequel. <laughs> Despite the... F- yeah. Mm-mm is right, Wayne. Despite the fact that the daughter... Uh, the, the, the story, sorry, the story of this whole thing is going to be focusing on his and Ginger's daughter and what happens to the you know their colony i suppose of chickens on this island post the events of the first film so they're gonna have to find someone who i either can do a really good mel gibson impression or (laughs) i don't know but he's not coming back so but for those who are interested uh the story yes it follows ginger and rocky having a daughter named molly um, and Molly begins to outgrow the island because if you remember from the original film, they end up living on this island sort of thing that's under this tree that's like separate from everything else. Um, now, at the same time, rumors start to float of a new and terrible threat on the mainland, forcing Ginger to rally her troops and put their own hard-won freedom at risk for the good of all chicken kind. So it sounds like it'll be kind of cool, um, you know, but... Whether or not it will be good, I, it remains to be seen. So hopefully hopefully it will be a good film. Fingers crossed. I love the original so much, though, so oh, I'm praying. Um, 
Okay, moving into TV news now. Uh, and we're going to start with the big, big shakeups that are happening in the animated world uh, this week and probably will now continue to keep happening. Um, so I'm just going to mention them all in one kind of thing, sentence. But basically, we've got The Simpsons. We've got uh, Jenny Slate from Big Mouth. We've got Kristen Bell from Central Park and Mike Henry uh, from Family Guy all taking stances on whether or not they should, you know, have the right to voice uh, characters that are of, of different races than their own. Um, so Mike Henry's the voice of Cleveland on Family Guy has voiced Cleveland for 20 years um, and he's stepping away. Uh, Kristen Bell voices Molly on Central Park. Jenny Slate voices Missy on Big Mouth. Both of these characters are interesting because they're actually both biracial. They're, they are characters that are, um, you know, one of their parents is white and one is black. Both of them. So that's interesting. Uh, Jenny Slate made a point in her statement regarding her uh, withdrawal from Big Mouth, talking about how, you know, she justified it in her mind earlier on that it would be okay for her to take this role on because, you know, Missy is part white, of which she is. So, but now she's like, no, can't do that. Uh, and the Simpsons, of course, are probably the biggest one out of the lot that have just decided, okay, well, you know, because Hank Azaria's already decided to step down playing Apu. Now they've taken an even bigger stance to go, we're no longer going to have any of our voice actors do characters that are not of the race that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, lots of interesting things going on in the animation world. Um, I think it's... It's just a testament to just the power of this entire movement that's happening in the world. There's actual proper change finally happening uh, in terms of representation, in terms of our entertainment. So I'm, I'm, yeah, it's it's insane. It's it's his, it's very historic. I think Every, not just this, but everything that's been going on. It's it's obviously so very historic. So yeah, we will we will see what happens. Uh, who else? decides to step down, I imagine there's going to be a lot of shake-up uh, in terms of voice actors doing their thing and not doing their thing over the coming years now. But yes, there it is. Uh, into some slightly happier uh, TV news, and this is something that makes Fulia very happy because she finally has the confirmation that Lucifer is coming back for a sixth and final season. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and cue my non-surprise, because this was obviously coming. Yeah, I was waiting for it, they've been, Yeah, they've been talking about this for a long time. The whole cast has been saying for a long time that they were ready, keen, mm-hmm. able, willing yep. to come back and yep. finish up the show right. Mm-hmm. Um, and once Tom Ellis's contract was locked in, that's, you know, the rest is, yeah is there and now we know it's actually going to get a whole last season on netflix very very cool finally finally happening (laughs) finally happening whether or not that'll be out by the end of this year or probably next year i would say uh considering everything going on in the world but uh nevertheless still very exciting stuff for lucifer fans that's awesome okay um speaking of things that are awesome Wayne, mm-hmm. The Handmaid's Tale, season four. Oh, Hello. My gosh. <laughs> oh my god. We have a trailer for uh, our season four coming up. Um, the show sadly will not be released until 2021, but that's, you know, a no brainer as to why. Um, 
but this was a really intense trailer. Uh, it was really interesting how they kind of the footage they used was kind of mostly from the new new season, but a lot of it was also old stuff mixed in, which I had mixed feelings about because I'm like, oh, I just want to see new stuff, and you're throwing in old stuff trying to make it look like it's new stuff. <laughs> it's filmed the new it's stuff fine. yet. <laughs> yes. They haven't really, no. But anyway, that's okay. Um, yeah, so that that's really cool. If you're a fan of Handmaid's Tale, check out the trailer. Um, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend watching it. It's it's one of the best shows on TV right now, that's for sure. And ever. Uh, yes. <laughs> and so we'll be seeing that on our TV screens uh, in 2021. And to wrap up the nerdy news for this week... Uh, I'm just going to mention the fact that, you know, in kind of keeping with the theme of our, you know, um, how do I say, well, what I talked about with the animated characters, just briefly, the whole big shakeup going on there, um, iconic country singers, the Dixie Chicks, those wonderful girls, have decided to finally change their name to the Chicks following everything going on similar to how obviously uh lady antebellum changed their name to lady a uh but the better thing that the dixie chicks actually did was that they got permission from the current artist known as the chicks there is a group in new zealand actually called the chicks and they consulted with them first to see if it was okay if they could share the name and so they are sharing the name um, so that's really, really cool. But, um, yeah, so for those who don't know, Dixie is the problematic term here. Um, uh, it's a word that's, uh, kind of was associated with, you know, regions in the South of America that, uh, supported the Confederacy, which is very, very bad. Um, so those, those wonderful women, uh, are about to drop their first album in 14 years as well. So it's an intense time for them. Um, they have now rebranded as the chicks. So good on them for finally, you know, acknowledging, acknowledging things, acknowledging history and, um, doing the right thing. So, um, and the music's still going to be awesome. So that's very exciting. Uh, okay. That's the nerdy news. That was a lot. There is a lot going on this week. Uh, good and bad. Um, Fulia, yep. what would you like to touch on? I have to wait another month for Tenet and Mulan. Come on. <laughs> I just want to see them already. I know. Ugh. I know. I'm with you. I am tired of waiting. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're all tired of waiting. It's, yeah, it sucks. Oh, man. Especially because... With especially with Milan, I'm what well, I've said this previously before. I'm still a bit on the fence about it. Yeah. But I just want to see it to be proven wrong that it's actually gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's why you know my patience is running thin. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't show it to me soon, I'm not gonna be interested. No, that's not true. I'm gonna go watch. I'm still gonna movie. watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, like I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. Yes. I don't have a choice. Yes, we don't know. Sadly, we do not have a choice. <laughs> No choice. Um, and I will also touch on Lucifer. Yay! That hot, sexy devil. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tom Ellis, ladies and gentlemen. That English accent. Oh, my goodness. He's I'll dreaming. just be in another room. Hold yes, on yes. Oh, God. All right. 
Fooly is actually leaving the room, people. It's she's not kidding. <laughs> oh man. Um so season five will be dropping I think in the next couple of months. Yes, on Netflix. On Netflix. Yes. Um, which I'm really excited about because yes. I I binge watched Lucifer um over the New Year's period. Uh, just passed. Yeah, before everything went to shit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, with a friend of mine. And so we decided to watch it because we like because we were house-sitting her parents' house mm. in Warrnambool. Mm. Oh, I remember. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that's right. So we decided, oh, let's just this. chuck on Lucifer. And every day that we were there, we would binge watch like about five or ten episodes. That's so good. <laughs> Lucifer. I love that. <laughs> before starting our day nice. or you know five episodes to end the day <laughs> that's awesome um and then yeah and then managed i managed to finish off the she finished this she finished the series before i did um because she was like well you know i had nothing else to do i'm like fair enough <laughs> so i managed to finish it off after her um so and there was a giant cliffhanger at the end of season four. So Oof. now I'm like, I need season five right now. Yeah. And now there's going to be a season six. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited and I cannot wait. Give me that devil right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, how about you, Wayne? There's a lot to unpack this week, isn't there? <laughs> there is. Yes. There really is a lot to yeah, unpack. Yeah, has, has been a huge week. In pop culture news, so I'll, I'll, um, you know, might do something different this week and be brief. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, you say what you need to say. Uh, look, I, I think, um, uh, I, it was, I was happy to see that, um, the best trailer of the week landed and that was the handmaid's tale easily the best trailer this week <laughs> um probably the best trailer of the month and <laughs> let's just say the best trailer of the year um and, oh, wow. and that says a lot considering as you mentioned kendall it does use footage from previous seasons um mm-hmm. but you know hey it's one continuous story with elizabeth moss's um kick-ass narration that has seen us through multiple seasons <laughs> so definitely in, in 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 safe hands and we're in safe territory um i don't particularly want to wait until 2021 but look i am more than happy to wait um because yes it'll be worth the wait oh it absolutely will and i might actually you know uh binge on the previous seasons in anticipation for this new Oof. season um because nice. those first three seasons are absolutely amazing uh oh, season so like one just the way that that bad boy kicks off wow um, oh man yeah amazing so you know blessed be the squad kendall Yes, yes. <laughs> May the Lord open. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm super excited about The Handmaid's Tale. And I actually feel like I should read the book um, or books now that there's two of them in that in that series. Um, might be good to get some extra insight into these amazing characters. Um, mm. Yeah, I agree with you that I have mixed feelings about Chicken Run sequel. Um, it does look, yeah. it sounds good. It sounds like, like a fun f- film, um, mm. but one that's not needed. I suppose like a lot of these no. delayed sequels or, you know, sequels that have come a few decades after the pre- the um, predecessor, not needed, but it's there. So maybe, um, but Chicken Run is such a gorgeous movie. 
Uh, it's such yeah. a wonderful team. So I think you can't help but have this curiosity um, and anticipation for the sequel. So, again, yeah, that's not true. needed, but will I watch it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking forward to the trailer for it, actually. Let's just see what the vibe is of the trailer. But uh, but it promises to be quite fun. Um, I'm glad to see Margot Robbie um, with another film project. Uh, I will watch her, yes. I will watch her in anything. I think she's absolutely amazing. Oh, same. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, in terms of actors stepping down from voicing characters um, outside their race, yeah, look, I get it, and that's totally up to them. Um, I do wonder if um, I do wonder how much of a solution it will be, though, um, because it's you still have problematic elements I suppose in production if uh, the writers are outside of the race of the characters because essentially an actor does bring a lot to a role but the core is the core message comes from a writer so I'll be curious to see if much changes with these characters being voiced by other people um, or whether Mm. they exit the shows or are written out of the shows um, or whether mm. it just means that make way for some more wonderful diverse characters as well. Um, so mm. yeah, so that's that's I think that's going to be an interesting uh, story to keep following, particularly since it's not just one series doing it, but multiple um, and and popular and you know award winning shows with still big audiences and stuff. So it's not like uh, you know just a niche little show that no one's going to really care about, so to speak. I think yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what the reception and the feedback will be to these changes. But yeah, look, uh, more power to them, whether it's tokenistic or it's genuine, it's still a step for representation, just as you said, um, Kendall. So yeah, I'm curious about it to see how that all pans out as well. Mm. Um, Michael Keaton, the greatest Batman ever on screen. Hmm. Um, Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yes, please. Even if he doesn't don the suit and stays as Bruce Wayne, I do not care. That is my Bruce Wayne. That is my Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely love, love, love him. Um, you know, I was just happy that we got Michael Keaton for two movies. <laughs> now there might yeah. now there might be a third. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, no, that that's really exciting to see actually um look speaking of batman really sad to see and uh, to hear that joel schumacher had died at the age of 80 um because he was unwell so mm. uh, one of the things about joel schumacher is because he's directed two films of look what has to be the most uh popular most well-read uh, most known and look, probably most iconic superhero ever, and that's Batman. It means that his name will always be attached to one good movie and to one not so good movie. And people always focus on the not so good movie because yeah. it prevented uh, a part five that was to feature Scarecrow in it. Yeah, that's true. And um, because it was such a loved franchise um, and a multi million dollar machine that Hollywood loved. Um, 
I think then that takes away, and it's and people do enjoy Batman and Robin. It has its place. Um, I'm sure it's a great yeah. babysitter too, <laughs> because you know it's very colourful and it's not um, yeah. as violent or as dark as its predecessors. Um, and I know Kendall, you're no. a big fan of it too. Um, oh yeah, I, I will look. It's my guilty pleasure. I will. I know it's. I know it's not the best film, but I'll defend it. I will. <laughs> it's okay. I do this. I, I, love I do it. the same thing with Jaws three. Um, I defend it. Good. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. Look, but again, like you know, if I if I watch the first three Batman films, I'll always go and watch um, Batman and Robin as well. And I don't do it with reluctance. Yeah. Like I'm like, yeah, cool, happy, you know, happy to watch it as well. Um, but again, like I think sometimes focusing on that film because yes, look, it does have its issues, takes away from the incredible filmography that Joel Schumacher has and also from the wonderful um hours and hours of entertainment and escapism uh that he has given us in his diverse filmography mm-hmm. saint elmo's fire one of the most um iconic ensemble casts um you know featuring the brat pack uh which yeah. you know were huge in the 80s um, and it's such a wonderful story of, of you know, of, of young people entering adulthood. Um, so it's really relatable about trying to find oneself and being, you know, um, let out into the big bad world all by yourself, so to speak. And all they have is each other. It's such a wonderful story. And it's so amazing and really funny, too. It's such a great film. Um, the Lost Boys, my all-time favorite mm-hmm. vampire movie, I think is absolutely fantastic just the the horror and the humor mixed together um and schumacher did that like you know still quite early on in his directing career he did that and it was amazing um yeah the client a time to kill two john grisham adaptations incredibly Mm. well-made dramas um and especially a time to kill like that is such a wonderful taut with uh, Matthew McConaughey and Sandra Bullock as well. It's so, so amazingly made. Phone Booth, what a fantastic thriller. Um, And just so simple in premise as well. Um, Again, like I could go on and on and on about Joel Schumacher. um, And yeah, uh, you know, like again, people focus on Batman Robin and fair enough, do so. I mean, he was the one who said, I'm sorry if I offended anyone, I just wanted to make a fun movie. Um, and that was, it showed how much his heart was in the right place as well uh, for that film. Yeah, and true. we must never forget that Batman Forever is a really good movie as well. Oh, know? it is. Um, it and, is. I love Batman yeah, Forever. And it had the unenviable task of following Burton films and from for my money, I'm always I'm incredibly biased towards Tim Burton, <laughs> and I still hold <laughs> Batman Forever in 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 a relatively high regard as well. Um, so rest in peace, Joel Schumacher. What an amazing yes. legacy you're immortalized uh, in cinema history because of the amazing contribution uh, you've given to cinema. So mm-hmm. yeah, huge week, huge mm-hmm. week in, in in news, and yeah, a, a lot of diverse stories in themselves as well. It's been a really mixed bag <laughs> this week. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Very true. Um, Mike, any thoughts on the nerdy news this week? Uh, <clears throat> uh, probably a couple of things. Um, uh, with the voiceover over as well, it's probably it's a good sign that, as you say, it's a good sign that um, 
people are actually thinking about this now that uh, representation is not just for live action, it's also for um, uh, voiceover as well. Mm. Um, I'm not overly fussed. I mean, people often retire voices mm. as, uh, as well. I mean, like uh, Jim Cummings, who who uh, replaced um, uh, people like Winnie the Pooh and and um Tigger mm. and he's been doing it longer than the original people. So. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and but, um only if you've got a keen ear that you'll no- notice it, but the average person's not going to really notice. It's it's more to do with the character instead of the person actually portraying it. Yeah, true. And that sort of goes for any character really, like if you believe the character, then you believe anything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. And I suppose, yeah, it's mostly for um, TV, and probably TV is the most, uh, it's probably the bigger culprit than than anything because they got to um, make these TV shows like quickly, really, as quick as they can. Where where with movies, you can you can pretty much take your time and. Yeah. Uh, with that, um, what else? Uh, Lucifer. Well, I haven't seen that. Um, <laughs> um, trying to think of anything else. Uh, Elizabeth Banks is uh, Miss Frizzle. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we need we need Philip for this because he loves the Magic School Bus, mm. especially Miss Frizzle. Yeah. <laughs> Well, first it's a cartoon, and B, uh, in everyone's head canon, Miss Frizzle is actually a lesbian. So, <laughs> yes, very true. <laughs> how does that make? Well, how does that impact how it's adapted for live action? Um, or should? Uh, are you saying she should uh, be played it, by a lesbian? That and also Phil's lusting over a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I grew up watching Jessica Rabbit. I understand lusting over a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I watch anime and I know what it means to lust over cartoons. No, no, no. That's not anime. That's hentai and you know it. No, it's not. Shut up. Don't you freaking dare. I will come over there and punch you out. (laughs) Bring it on. I'm in lockdown, so you'll be breaking my quarantine and get into trouble. The moment you come out, I am coming for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, fool, fool your holes grudges. <laughs> well, I'm supposed to pick on everyone today, so. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, that is amazing. Yeah, but he's not wrong, is he, fool you? <laughs> <laughs> it's just. Her face is like, what? What is that comment for? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, whatever floats your boat, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> but that's all right because I haven't seen Handmaid's, uh, Handmaid's Tale either. So, I'll oh, get on it, Mike. No, I won't. I'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah, you will. But, not, but not in the way that you might think. It's like, hmm, interesting. Patriarchy. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting <laughs> concept. <No>. Hmm. 
Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, note to a lot of people, it's a cautionary tale. It's not like a source of inspiration, uh, which is what President Trump seems to think it is. Oh, no. <laughs> Apparently it's uh, Michael Pence's fa- favourite um, favorite show. Oh, it's easily one of the best shows, but don't let, um, don't let uh, you know, Pence advocating for it put you off. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's a joke. Very true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, no, I, trust me. Trust me, I got it. <laughs> but he's not allowed to watch anything without mother mother's approval. Oh right, gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I suppose that's it. Uh, also, Michael Keating. That's that's pretty. That's 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 going to be awesome. Mm. Yeah. If they pull it off. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm really hoping for uh, some uh, Batman Beyond vibes. It's probably yeah. not, oh, probably not going to yes. be fully that, but it will be very interesting because uh, the um, Tim Burton's Batman uh, is sort of the precursor for the animated series. That's and true. That's right. and that that amazing huge. animated series. Oh, yeah. 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 And the sequel to that was actually Batman Beyond, so it's sort of, yeah. Yeah. It's sort of good poetry. Because <laughs> history doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. I do, I do enjoy that, and Michael Keaton doing uh, Bruce Wayne as well. They say Bruce Wayne, but not Batman. Yes, which well, I don't mind. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? But I'm yes. excited. Yes, good. Yes, 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 yes Queen. Yes. All right. Yes, Bat Queen. <laughs> Bat yep. Queen. Yes, Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about uh, you, Kendall? Or? Well, I've already kind of, I've very, I very much give my opinion already, so I'm not going to repeat myself. Um, the dicks are out of the chicks. That's good. That, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Catch up later. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. All right. I think that I'm going to wrap up the nerdy news now. That was epic. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for your thoughts. I love the note we ended on. That's awesome. No um, worries. Oh, right. Okay. So uh, that means it's now time to crawl on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. All righty then. We have a trailer park as usual, and we have three trailers mm-hmm. as usual. Uh, this first trailer is for the upcoming prequel to the Kingsman series, appropriately titled "The King's Man." Kingsman. I really the King's Man. I really really liked this trailer. I I thought it was heaps of fun. Uh, I am all for Matthew Vaughn doing whatever he wants to do with this universe <laughs> because he is a brilliant director and screenwriter. Um, he's so great. So uh, I, in terms of need, we probably don't need this film, but I, I'm. It's kind of cool that there. You know, he he found a way to explore the lore of the Kingsman world, so to speak, the origins of the Kingsman. Um, and you know, I mean, no Colin Firth, obviously, in this because it's, it's set like nearly a hundred years earlier. But uh, Ray Fiennes uh, seems to be doing a bang-up job. Um, 
in in his role and I'm loving it. I'm really really loving it. Uh yeah, it st- stylistically, visually, cinematography is excellent, so unique. Um like that's I feel like that's you can tell it's a Matthew Vaughn picture because of the way he uses the camera and the effects and the tricks he uses. I just love it. It's such a cool style. Um uh, and yeah, I don't know. It just looks like a lot of fun. They didn't show too much. They showed a lot, but didn't really reveal too much mm, about it. Mm. Uh, I'm kind of curious to meet this kind of council of bad guys that they've got going on, headed by Rasputin, uh, which is pretty cool. The only, my only kind of go-to reference for Rasputin in popular culture is uh, from the animated film Anastasia, that is my favorite animated film ever. Um, Rasputin's obviously the villain of that um, but yeah here he is you know trying to take over the world in the 1910s and things are hectic um, yeah it looks great stellar cast like you know apart from Ray Fiennes you got uh, Gemma Arterton, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Daniel Bruhl like um, who else is it? There's some other what's his name? Um, Charles Dance is in it, Tom Hollander, Jimon Honsu, uh, Reese Ethans is going to be playing Rasputin. Um, he's very good as well. And speaking of good, Matthew Good. I love him. I'm glad he's in this as well. So, yeah, it's just a stellar cast, stellar looking trailer for me. I'm really keen to see this. Uh, Folia, what do you think? Um, I really enjoyed the um, Kingsman series, so I'd. I'm looking forward to actually seeing the King's Man, the the origin of yes. where the Kingsman, um, so, what is it like the spy? Yeah, is it the, like the spy agency. Yeah, 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 intelligence agency. Yes, yeah, where it all began. Yes, um, and yes, like you said, the visuals in this movie is stunning. It's beautiful. Um, and I love, there's going to be a lot of good action scenes in this as there was in the Kingsman series. Um, so, you know, I can't wait to see how, you know, how they take all that in and go about all the action sequences. There are a couple of little, you know, humorous bits, uh, humorous scenes. I'm glad they didn't reveal too many of them. If Mm. there are going to be more, um, like there have been in the actual Kingsman movies, uh, so, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to seeing this, so I can't wait. Nice. How about you, Wayne? Look, I'll give a heads up. In a week where The Handmaid's Tale trailer dropped, nothing's going to compare. So excuse me if I'm less enthused <laughs> for everything else this week, but I will do my best. <laughs> Just going to lay it out there for okay, you. Okay, all right. Um, thank, thank you for the heads up. You're more than welcome. Um, Look, I've actually not seen any of the Kingsman films, so I know very little about uh, the story involved. Um, So I guess coming into the Kingsman with with fresh eyes. I feel like we, have we talked about a previous trailer before on this? Yeah, there was a teaser for this that Mm. was released a few months ago. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Cause the, the title was familiar, but look, um, it looks like a, like a fun action movie. Um, and yeah, Look, having Rasputin in there, one of the more interesting figures in mm. um, in, in European history, mm. uh, who was there throughout uh, Russia's most fascinating time for oh, me, yeah. anyway. Yeah, no, um, I agree. In terms of Russia's history, he he he, he was there involved. 
heavily involved actually mm, <laughs> and did not do did not do the uh, the Romanovs any favors really in the long no. run <laughs> um and the fact is that he's always portrayed as a villain um you know affectionately known as the mad monk mm. so <laughs> <laughs> so i i think it might actually be quite fun seeing him in um you know in a movie that isn't isn't presenting itself as a straight-out uh, documentary or historical biopic or anything like that. So I think playing with with, with the character and the figure, because we already have uh, our, our preconceived notions about him and seeing him interact um, with, with this fictional group, I suppose, um, uh, could, be a, could be a lot of fun. But no, no, it looks like an entertaining action movie. Um, yeah, like, yeah, again, having Rasputin there was the thing that sort of stuck out the most for me so yeah it looks it looks entertaining enough it's kind of um intriguing me enough to perhaps contemplate actually visiting the kingsman franchise good um, yeah yeah Do you, uh, i see you all recommend the kingsman yeah. franchise to me by the sounds of it yeah well okay. the, the the first the first film was amazing yeah. um this the second film wasn't as good but you yeah. know very few sequels are yeah, uh, but it it still had some some good stuff in it. Yeah. Um, like Elton John, for example. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's yeah. Actually, he's actually quite funny. He's in the very one. funny in it. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's still it's definitely worth a look for sure. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, de- yeah, definitely at least watch the first one. Cause yeah, it's, it's it's phenomenal. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for the recommendation. Oh, you're <laughs> welcome. But but again, yeah, no, the King's Man actually seems like as for someone who really knows nothing at all about what this story entails um there was enough to get me uh, to get me in in intrigued uh by this uh, again you've got the mad monk there so how can you know a historian refuse <laughs> mm-hmm. that's for sure how about yourself mike i absolutely love this trailer yeah um <laughs> i was having a look and say seeing uh because yeah as you said we've probably f- um seen this trailer before and the first trailer, uh, the first teaser trailer that came out was 11 months ago. So, oh, God. Exactly. Is it really that long ago? Yes. Um, it was because oh. it, it was meant to come out. Um, uh, when was it? Uh, April? Uh, April. Yeah, like the start of this year. But yeah. obvi- obviously, stuff happened. Um, <laughs> and then the. And the previous uh second full-on trailer uh was eight months ago so wow i could understand why they actually released this one just say hey remember this it's Mm. we've got a new release date and it's coming out it's coming yeah Yeah. (laughs) we assure you it's coming and it's awesome and it still is (laughs) um i i really enjoy uh the kingsman and it sort it sort of brings i don't I don't know what would you call it. It's it's almost like a superhero superhero thing without being a superhero sort sort of thing. It's sort of yeah. like um yeah, super so, uh it's not as it, it's not like it's um uh James Bond, but it's more it's more energy driven sort sort of thing. Yeah, it's a, it, it has fun with the genre and the tropes of the genre and um, yeah, I guess it's kind of like a, um, you know, a, a, a superhero spy movie. Like it has that kind of excitement about it. I think. Yeah. 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 And and um, 
I quite like it being a prequel. It's sort of a prequel, but not as a character prequel. It's more more of a where they where they came from. Yeah, so, yeah. So a sequel and and ah oh, Rasputin, that would be. <laughs> it would be awesome if they recreate his death and because his death was absolutely <laughs> epic. Yeah. Re- refuse to die. Yes. Yeah. Literally. I want to see is that. True. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Yeah, yeah. If they recreate that, it's like I applaud you. <laughs> I give you all the Oscars. No, <laughs> no Rob Schneider's to speak of. <laughs> Good. Yeah. yeah, Ralph Fiennes is awesome. Um Yes. Yeah, it's just action packed like uh no holds barred of mas- uh, toxic masculinity, but I love every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's all that I can say. Nice. All right. Well, uh, for those wanting to check out uh, The King's Man, uh, unfortunately, there's not an Australian date yet, but it looks like it'll probably be September because it's coming out in the UK on the 16th of September and then in the US on the 18th of September. So... Only a couple more months for that one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. Yes. All right. Next trailer is a lovely little teaser for one of the most popular stage shows of recent memory worldwide, uh, and that is Hamilton. Uh, it's coming to Disney Plus, mm-hmm. which is a huge coup for that streaming service. Um, and what I really, really like about this is the fact that it is not only is it the original Broadway cast, you know, starring Lin-Manuel Miranda and Leslie Odom Jr., but it's actually filmed on a stage yep. in a in a theater. Like it's not it's not filmed like a, you know, multicam sort of like, you know, normal film, really. It's it's a it's a it's a filming of a of a stage performance. And I'm so happy that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, because it's going to be the closest that any of us can get to the real thing uh, until, you know, th- theatres reopen worldwide. And, and for us here in Australia, we'll get the chance to see um, a cast perform this in Sydney, hopefully next year still, mm. um, once that begins. But, um, but yeah, the original cast all don't... I think at the time of COVID and shutting Broadway down, I don't think... I don't think... Well, I know Lin-Manuel Miranda wasn't in it anymore. He'd stepped away um, from performing in it and a couple of other names as well. But, yeah. but So to see the original Broadway cast do this is going to be so cool. This was, yeah, a really good teaser. They didn't need to show too much because the hype around this is very real, very intense. It has, like, the fans of, of this production are so passionate and so excited and so wonderful like a lot of people i know have been listening to the soundtrack you know repeatedly 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 over the last few years since it first broke out um and yeah and when they announced that it was going to be filmed and put on disney plus like yeah everyone's just so excited i can't wait to see this i mean i would have loved to have seen it on stage first experience it the proper way but like the fact that we're gonna like i said get to see the original broadway cast do it is is pretty phenomenal um and it looks impeccable and i'm so i'm so curious to to buy into the hype of of this huge 
uh, Hamilton train, like yeah, <laughs> and and see and see Lin Manuel's talent uh, on the screen in a completely different way because I still haven't watched Moana and he did the music for that, um, but I I know he's talented as hell and you know I'm speaking of like I I still can't wait to watch In the Heights, um, that's his musical film upcoming. Um, was supposed to come out this year. I think it's coming out next year now. But um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited to check this out. And the fact that it's also a, a historical production. Um, it's based on American history. Uh, so that's also very, very interesting and educational for people as well. Um, you know, the fact that they can turn something that happened, you know, 250 years ago into like something like this and, you know, have the music being all like, a hybrid between regular musical like music and and rap and hip-hop elements and all that stuff so i'm yeah i'm really excited basically um yeah fulia what do you think um well if i was my best friend marie (laughs) i'd be going nuts right now yeah (laughs) because she has been listening to the soundtrack a lot mm. when she first found out about Hamilton. Yeah. Um, and then she got really excited about the fact that Sydney was getting the um, the production treatment um, to perform uh, here in Australia. I'm actually, I've been very curious about this particular production myself. Um, you know, Marie kept hyping about the music in this, in this show. And now I'm really interested in finding out what it's all about and stuff. Like I'm go- I'm gonna be going in really cold yeah. when I watch this. Oh yeah, I don't really know too much about it. I don't, I barely yeah. know anything about this. Yeah. Um haven't even heard the songs. Yeah. So for me it's gonna be a really exciting experience to be able to watch something that, you know, I n- don't really know the story of and, you know, especially don't know what the music's gonna be about. Um I love the fact that they're using the original Broadway cast in this. Um, it, it's it's like it's 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 sort of the same sort of way in the sense that when you have when you get to see a stage production show with with the first um, with the first bunch of cast members that have that are performing. For some reason, for me, I prefer that more than you know the the coming the upcoming cast mm. members that'll mm-hmm. be taking over because theater especially big broadway productions like this can they can last like a good few years yeah and those those actors can't continue for no, that long no, they no. need a rest yeah <laughs> but it, it's nice to know that these actors are getting you know consistent work and they and they're doing something that they absolutely love mm. you know performing um so I'm very excited to actually see Hamilton um, because, you know, there have been other um, theatre productions that I've been watching online um, that have really piqued my interest in watching more theatre productions once they open up again. Um, so I'm hoping the hype is real for this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure it will be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely, definitely looking forward to it. How about you, Wayne? Yeah, I'm uh, similar to, to both of you. I don't know a lot about Hamilton, except that it is a historical story and that it has received a lot of acclaim and, and hype as well. Um, I've purposely, though, avoided reading too much into it, um, yeah. and I haven't heard any of the songs either. Um, in saying that, I, I've, I've sort of seen and heard enough 
that um, my my interest was there, and um, I had planned to actually go to Sydney to see the show. Yeah, as well. Same. Um, yeah. Because I thought it would be quite a unique experience. Uh, so I am incredibly excited to see this on Disney Plus. Uh, I'm also like you, Kendall. I would have preferred to have seen the show um, live first, you know, in its original yeah. medium. But also seeing other people perform it. Yes, it's the same, but, you know, actors will always bring their own different nuances to it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think as much as I, there's a part of me that wants to avoid this and still see the, see it live in a theater first, um, no guarantees uh, that I, that that will happen. So I'm more than happy to, to watch this. Uh, I'm looking forward to it actually. Um, and, and I'm quite excited by it. And yes, getting to know another musical soundtrack will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but, but yeah, out of, uh, I mean, look out of this week's trailer park. Um, th- this has been the, the, the most, um, excitable trailer, yeah. if you will. Yeah. How about you, Mike? Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, um, I'm, uh, I'm in the same boat. I don't know anything about, uh, I haven't, I don't know much about it. Uh, uh, some of the music bits that. I'm sort of familiar with because of memes and that. Because I think, what was it? It came out in 2015 or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, and being on Disney Plus, it's easy to digest, I reckon, uh, having that. Um, it, it will be quite interesting if, um, if, uh, if we hadn't had a exchange sort of thing, like we get uh, Hamilton the musical, and we give them uh, Keating the musical. <laughs> <laughs> Keating the musical is phenomenal. Exactly, is the oh, best my thing. Gosh, ever has the greatest ending of any stage production in the history of <laughs> stage productions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to watch it to know. <laughs> no spoilers. Even though it's no, actually... It is available on DVD for anyone who is interested. Yeah. Or oh. it's or you can watch it on uh, YouTube. But, you know. Support, support, support local industry shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want to do you over... <laughs> Over. Thank you. <laughs> okay, Mike. Great song. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Mike's review of Hamilton, the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's it's your atypical um, uh, trailer for a stage show that's meant to be live, but it's on your television. So if you like it like that, then yeah. Cool. Yeah. What do you yeah. reckon, Kendall? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to get back in circles. Um, <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. Um, That's my no, go-to. I am, I am very excited, as I said. So, um, And thankfully, we don't have to wait very long because Hamilton will be dropping on Disney Plus this Friday, the 3rd of July. Yay! Very. This Friday? This Friday. This Friday. This Friday. This Friday. Friday, yes. Mm-hmm. 
This Friday. 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 <laughs> the third. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Nice. 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 So the okay. cheap seats can hear it. Yes. Yes. Got to make sure everyone can hear. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So, final trailer for this week is uh, for an upcoming film starring one of my favorite actresses, uh, Jessica Chastain, uh, and that is Ava. Um, okay, I'm, pr- I'm probably going to watch this because it's got a great cast and, as I said, love Jessica Chastain. Um, it looks very good. My problem is why is the entire film in the trailer why have they mm-hmm. done this t- why have they done this to me <laughs> why have you done this to- whoever cut this trailer should be fired um <laughs> i know what's i know where this film is gonna go now every single beat it's gonna hit um it's gonna be a cliched ass- Literally assassin spoiled yeah it's just spoiled yeah the whole thing's done done like why do you need to put in the fact that there's gonna you're putting it Colin Farrell's angrily putting out a hit on her because maybe she can't be trusted like why do we need to know that now why can't we wait until the film you know why why does it have why do you have to show that turn of like you know her allies turning against her and she's not safe anywhere like you know it reminds me of a little bit of you know the uh, if you guys remember the Angelina Jolie film Salt uh, mm-hmm. came out a number of years ago now that I, I really, really like and would have loved to have seen the sequel that they had planned on doing, but I don't think it's happening anymore. I don't know. But um, they in that trailer, they kind of put in... but I, They put in the twist and stuff similar to this in that trailer, but I suppose for that trailer, because that's that was the premise they were trying to sell, maybe it made more sense. But whereas here, I feel like they've just kind of shown you the whole film... In because there's maybe because there's not much to this story. Like I kind of like the fact that this character of Ava is, she's not your, you know, typical assassin. I suppose she seems to have a, a you know, an empathetic side to her. Um, I really liked that dialogue where she's like, you know, where she's talking to the people she's about to kill, and she's she's like, you know, if if I'm here to kill you, you must have done something really bad and. You know, why would anyone want me to kill you? Kind of like those conversations. Those are interesting. So there could be some like interesting themes explored in this. But yeah, they just show too much for me. It just, yeah. Um, I'm looking at the IMDb page and just thought I'd point out the fact that it's actually written by uh, Australia's Matthew Newton uh, oh, as wow. well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, as well, I haven't really seen anything that he's written, so I don't know. No. I don't know I didn't how. Even know he was a screenwriter. Yeah, there you go. I didn't know he was out. <laughs> yeah. Well, depends on depends on when, when this was f- filmed, I guess. But um, but yeah. Probably wrote it on his downtime. Yeah, well, maybe. Had a bit of that poor guy. Oh <laughs> dear, the troubled troubled man. Um, but anyway, the film. Look, I think I'll still watch it because, uh, it doesn't. For me, it doesn't look like a bad film. It just, I don't know. It just, I, I, I'm just really hoping that there's something in this trailer that they've given us that like isn't there. That something, there's something more to it. There's some deeper dialogue discussions about these characters and Ava in particular. And I mean, you're going to be getting great 
performances from this cast as well, oh, and yeah. that's that's another reason why I'm I'm definitely in. Like if this was if this was like a B grade spy movie with maybe one one name that I know and trust and a bunch of people I've never seen before, I probably wouldn't give it the time of day. But because I know it's it's got the star power behind it, I feel like maybe you know you've got freaking John Malkovich in this. Mm-hmm. Hello, like. And Gina Davis as well. So these these people are going to elevate this film, I think, up to a, a level a level that you know will make the film worthy of our time. But I can only hope, I suppose. I guess we'll find out. Um, yeah, Fulia. Yes. What did you What did you think of this trailer? Uh, not my favorite trailer, to be honest. Yeah. Um, this is not exactly the type of film that I would usually go and watch. Okay. Um, and you, you're right. There was a lot shown in this trailer. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Was given away. Um, even though I know I probably I'm, I know for sure that I'm not going to see this. I already know where it's going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. Um, trailer was badly cut. So we'll leave it at that. But overall, as a story itself, I don't know. Like doesn't seem that all overall that interesting to be honest okay because there's a lot of there's a lot of films out there where you know there's there's an assassin um like an assassin as the lead character um but i don't know if not that i've seen many of them anyway um whether whether they took anything from from those past films but um yeah i i don't know like there was a lot going on, but like you said, there was a lot shown. So yeah, yeah, wasn't that great? Um, yeah, that's probably all I have to say about okay. it. <laughs> How about Fair yourself, enough. Wayne? Yeah, look, this trailer packs a lot in, doesn't it? Mm. Um, <laughs> I suppose there's nothing wrong with a uh, you know a B grade paint by numbers action thriller or, or, or action-packed movie, especially if you know that that's what you're going to get. There's an audience for, for that genre and that type of movie. I'm definitely one of them. <laughs> so, um, look, this definitely, uh, yeah, probably, again, you know where it's going to go. I'm okay with that. Like, I don't know. I, I find these movies to be uh, escapist fun. So I, I'm more than fine with it when it has a great cast, when it has really well handled action sequences, they're elevated, you know, all, all the better. Let's face it. Every story's already been told. So let's not, yeah. you know, <laughs> this at least doesn't pretend otherwise. Um, it's not particularly a movie I'd go to the cinema to see admittedly, because it doesn't seem like it's going to be anything too extraordinary or thinking out of the box, but you know, it's a beer and pizza movie. Hey, yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> cool. I think it looks fun. Yeah, I think it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, awesome. How about you, Mike? Yeah, um, it's all the same. Um, with with a oh stellar cast. I mean, when when I was talking about John Malkovich and in a Space Force, and he mm. can, he can make anything intimidating, but you just love him for it. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. that is that sort of John Malkovich that I enjoy. So, and he's like a. Oh, what do you call it? Like a like a sort of teacher. Like, yeah, I love like that. a men- mentor slash handler yeah. kind of situation. Yeah, I love that. I love that mm. fact. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and Colin Farrell doing his uh, surprisingly doing his his normal accent that you don't see many of those. 
No, true. Yeah, he's usually put, putting on a different accent, but he's Irish in this one. Yeah, it's good. Um, I've drawn a blank, really. Are you going to watch this? I don't know. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be running out to go see it, but if it's, I don't know, if it's on Netflix or anything like that, then yeah, but... Uh, uh, yeah. It, it didn't really um, grab my attention that much because I was trying to work out work out uh, the story, but it sort of gave me the story, so I thought, no, oh, don't really need to see it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. So what do you think, Kendall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Comedies go in threes. Yes, they do. Oh, yeah. Three Comedy beats. Gold. Comedy gold. Comedy gold. <laughs> yes. Okay, so um, there isn't an Australian release date for Ava just yet, but in the US, you guys can check it out on the 25th of September, the week after The King's Man. Mm. So you could even do a double header, double feature. Yeah. King's Man and Ava. <laughs> People kicking ass. Uh, very nice. Okay, awesome. Cool. That's Trailer Park for this week. Uh, rolling on out. Uh, which means it's now time for a quickie review. Quickie review. And quickie review. <laughs> and I, I don't know how many of us, who, how many people actually ended up watching this? Me. 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 <laughs> did we all watch it? Oh, did I get you all again? Yes. <laughs> yes. I know. I owe you guys big time. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but that's that aside, uh, we are talking about the um, <laughs> maybe not so quick a review, but um, we'll we'll see. Uh, Eurovision Song Contest: The Story of Fire Saga. Look, I think honestly, just by judging you guys reactions i think i'm the only person that kind of enjoyed this film <laughs> i think i might be i don't know we'll find out soon um that being said it's not a great film i know it's really not will ferrell's done better rachel mcadams has done better there are better comedies out there there are better parody slash spoof films out there correct yes but for what it is I still really enjoyed it. I had a smile on my face most of the time. Like, I I think the only thing for me is that I was expecting a bit more. I was expecting it to be a bit funny, like more funny than it was. Like, you know, not, not that things like jokes didn't land or anything like that, because the ones that landed were fine and they were, they were funny, but they weren't like super laugh out loud funny for me. And a lot of the, like, I think we even talked about it when we did trailer park on this a few weeks ago that, you know, we were worried about the jokes being in the trailer and that turned out to kind of be the case pretty much. A lot of the jokes were in the trailer, but whatever. Um, that being said, I did. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I, 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 it's a film I could, I could probably watch again. Um, so I'm really excited to hear what the Eurovision enthusiasts on this show <laughs> think very shortly. 
Um, In that case, do you want to step it over to the non-Eurovision watcher? <clears throat> no, well, I'm not finished yet. When you're done, uh, when I'm done, oh well, no, I, I don't know what. I think maybe we'll just we'll just do the normal okay. go round. I think it's fine. It'll still work. Uh, but no, I, I I enjoyed I enjoyed the you know what they what they did and uh, you know Will Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams make a nice duo. Uh, they were. Yeah, really good together on screen. I really enjoyed their performances. Their characters were funny. Pierce Brosnan was great. He is a silver fox, if there ever was one. My God, <laughs> that man is so attractive. Uh, it's ridiculous. Um, I really liked him. Um, Dan Stevens, though, was probably the MVP of the film for me. My goodness, he was brilliant. <laughs> He was so good uh, as the, the the Russian Eurovision um, performer. Alexander. Alexander Lemtov, I think his name was. Something like Lemtov. that. Lemtov. Uh, I loved him. And he had, like, he, he looked like George Michael circa 1984. Like, that hair. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that hair was, like, wake me up before you go-go. Okay. <laughs> That was great. And his outfits were extra as, and his song was ex- even more extra. Uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed him uh, quite a bit. Um, uh, before I wrap up with my final thoughts, I just wanted to give a quick mention to the... I really enjoyed the um, Pitch Perfect-inspired uh, group sing-along. I agree. Yeah. And the fact that they actually got actual Eurovision winners and contestants in there in this montage singing. How many did you notice? I noticed that you so I noticed, I, I, rec- I recognized th- probably three or four of them. Okay. I think I can only name maybe one of them, <laughs> but I, I remember their faces. Five. Okay. Nice. Yeah. That, that was awesome. And it was yeah. such a really good mashup. Mm. Uh, it was a really, really good mashup. Also Graham Norton was, was funny. I enjoyed him. <laughs> Uh, just He's playing being, his normal self. He was self. playing himself, so not really much of a stretch. But that was good. I really I, I enjoyed the partnership between, you know, this American production and Eurovision. Like it was. They really want in. They really, yeah. America wants in now. I mean, well, of course they fucking hate their own country. They need to leave. And... They didn't even mention Australia <laughs> in the film. I know. Or you could see the the country name At one on the point, list, yeah. But it was never mentioned. That was the one thing that kind of annoyed annoyed me. I is that I I I didn't. <laughs> I was hoping for an Australian joke in there, but they didn't do it. Um, but yeah, no. I I'd probably give it. Uh, a three or a three and a half out of five for me. So just kind of in the not, the good, good, but not great kind of area. Fulia, what do you think? Oh boy. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Unload, my dear. Unload. All right. It started off really slow. Okay. The first half an hour was not great. Okay. All right. I Fair enough. Was I was checking my time oh, for the no. first half an hour because I, I was bored. Oh, that's bad. Um, it didn't go didn't go as, you know, places to where I thought it was going to go. Yeah. Um, that being said, when they got to Scotland for the contest, that's when I started to get a little bit more into it. Okay, fair enough. Um, I do agree. I'd, I'd say that scene in Alexander's mansion with the party and the, sing- the song along. Yeah. Um, that's my favorite scene out of the whole, yeah. out of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, other than that, 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, Will Farrell didn't really didn't didn't really grab me. Rachel, Rachel McAdams was eh. The the accents just didn't. Okay. I I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like the accents. Okay. okay. Although Pierce Brosnan does a really good Icelandic accent. Yes. <laughs> yes, he did very. I good. believed him. Yeah. I just didn't believe the other two. Okay, fair enough. You could hear a little bit of the American accents coming through, especially with Will Ferrell. I think. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, the story was. It's a fucking rom rom com. Like honestly. <laughs> I like a rom-com, but this was the weirdest kind of rom-com. Well, especially because there was that whole, they kind of shoehorned in this. I was still, like, by the end of it, until they actually showed you the end scene, I was still confused and still wondering whether or not they were actually brother or sister. (laughs) Because Will Ferrell kept saying, well, probably not. It was like the running joke of the whole thing. And then they never actually really revealed. No. But I'd say say they they weren't. No. um, Based on everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, as with the song along, I recognize five contestants, Mm -hmm. um, which when I actually start, when when that song along started, every time a contestant came up and started singing. I was gobsmacked. Hey. I was smiling. I yeah. was laughing. Um, I love the fact that um, Alexander from, I think it was like, was it Sweden? No, Norway, the violinist. Yes. She, yes. He, he won a few years ago. Yeah. Okay. Quite some time ago. Yeah. For Norway. Um, and it was nice to see him in there. Neta was in there. Yes. Conchita was yes. in there. Yes. <laughs> Was that a reaction to Neto, Wayne? <laughs> that fucking song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. my goodness. Yes, yes. Heads uh, up, when I saw Ho walk into the, into the room, that movie lost half a story. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Look, at least you didn't see her for too long. No. <laughs> um, Brings but- back memories. That's all it does. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. Like the story's not that great. I have to, I have to say that it it just wasn't, it didn't get, it got somewhere, it got to the song along. And then from there it went down for me. That, that was my peak. It was, yeah. It was kind of like the movie was a mountain for you. Like it went up and then it went down. And then it went just back down again. Okay. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Um, because I knew where it was going as soon as, you know, they had that whole giant fight during the, you know, the rehearsal. And then all of a sudden Will Ferrell, you know, the fact that his character was all about winning the contest, winning the contest, winning the contest and nothing else being that selfish asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Then going off back to Iceland when not even realizing that he's that Iceland's in the grand final. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I know what is going to happen. All right. He's going to come back. Blah. They're going to do the thing, but it's not going to be the song they were written. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I, I knew where it was going after that. <laughs> um, I'm just going to look two and a half. I mean, okay. it, it wasn't, it's not terrible, terrible. Yeah. But it's not the greatest. Yeah, fair um, enough. I did enjoy, you know, parts of it. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm also going to just sign off with Dan Stevens. 
Yum. <laughs> Every time it was on screen, I'd just stare into his piercing blue eyes. Like, hello. Yeah. 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 I, didn't, I couldn't care less much about his body. It's that, it's those eyes yeah, that get me. Great eyes. And his smile. Yeah, his lovely smile. <sighs> Swoon-worthy smile. Oh, my goodness. Yes. My heart was pumping every time I saw that face. <laughs> and I was smiling. <laughs> All right, settle down. <laughs> Stick to your anime, Fulio. <laughs> Shut up, you. Um, you'll get your turn. <laughs> Very soon, I think. Yes. So, yeah, two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Wayne? Yes, my dear. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, <laughs> I think I think there's no mistaking that this is a really stupid movie. Um, <laughs> I think it, um, yeah, is completely predictable. And yeah. again, like, you know, I don't mind if movies follow a formula. Sometimes they're better for it. But it does absolutely nothing special with it. Um, it's a film that doesn't have many redeeming features. But the... Redeeming features it does have are really strong. Um, okay. I actually really loved Rachel McAdams. I think she was the yeah. highlight for me. Okay. I was absolutely um, engaged with her character, with yeah. her performance. Um, mm. I thought she was quite lovely all the way through. She was the most interesting person in the entire film. Yeah. Um, so I think her casting was really good. And, I, you know, I guess her... I think she made the role a lot better than it was written. Like I give her, um, a, I give her all the credit <laughs> for anything <laughs> positive in this film, involving her scenes, involving her character as well. Um, it's hard to deny though, that, that group, uh, sing song or sing along, the sing song along, along, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, song along. It was, it, it, yeah, <laughs> thank you for Um, it was, yeah, no, it was incredibly entertaining. I had, I had a lot of fun watching that. Yeah. I think yeah. that had such a gorgeous energy to it. Yeah. Um, but that type of energy does not, um, exist throughout a movie that is already half an hour too long. Mm. Um, and, too long without any purpose or need to be. Um, Will Ferrell is doing this thing where he thinks that if I just shout at somebody, that's going to be funny um, because that was his shtick in Holmes and Watson as well. Um, It failed miserably there. It failed miserably in this particular film as well. Um, It says a lot though, that uh, when one of the musical highlights is Yaya Ding Dong, but that was really entertaining to listen to. And I could understand <laughs> why that guy in the bar only wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ding dong! Um, so I like that as a running gag. And I love yeah. that song. I, um, I will say I did love that song. The music in this film is actually pretty good. I have yeah. to say. Like, I yeah, think the music is, is really good. And you know what? So it should be because it is about Eurovision. Exactly. Which the music is polarizing, but for most of the part, it's a lot of fun. Mm. One of the main problems of this film, despite that um, it's incredibly unfunny, is that it doesn't play Eurovision straight, if that makes sense. So I actually think that if they played Eurovision straight and then made all the contestants all the more extreme, like the comedy is in the contestants, 
I think it would have balanced a lot better. For example, the reason I say that is because if you don't, with by not playing Eurovision straight, the contest itself, I think it shows that you don't really understand Eurovision. We see this in just little moments. For example, at one point, there is a country performing and there are um, seven people on stage, which is yes. against the rules in Eurovision. Yeah, I, I yelled oh. at the screen when I saw that. I'm like, I counted the number of ba- um, backup yeah. dancers that were on stage. I'm like, that is not allowed in the rules. Oh, wow. Not it's a max- yeah. maximum five, uh, six performers on stage. Wow, yeah, I didn't know so- that. Yeah, so, I mean, but it's, it's like little details like yeah. that. Um, also, I understand it was supposed to be a huge gag and it was supposed to be a big plot point, mm. When, but when that hamster wheel fell oh God. into the oh crowd and God. stuff, like, I, that's supposed to be this elaborate big physical gag. Did not even raise a smile with me. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. No one saw that coming when they made yeah. a big deal about how big a scarf was. Yeah, but exactly. also... The Eurovision audience in that moment does not behave like a Eurovision audience. Yeah, yeah. So it just shows that this underlying lack of understanding of the culture of Eurovision. And look, Eurovision is a fun night. I'm, and I understand Australians take Eurovision more seriously than anyone else in the world. So <laughs> please, yeah. So this isn't me coming from that angle of being like, oh my gosh, sacrilege, rah, rah, rah. But yeah. Eurovision itself as a contest in this film is a character. Yeah. So if you're not getting it as a character right, then the whole vibe of the story doesn't gel and doesn't work for me. Um Graham Norton was fine. It was fine to see him there um, because he does do the commentaries for the United Kingdom. I think it would have been cool to have like commentators from Iceland as well there. Yeah. Um, That would have actually made it quite funny. I think so too, especially because they were so pessimistic. Um, Like the scene where the townspeople are in the pub watching the contest, you know, like that one guy who goes up and really stands up for them and says, hey, they're representing us and all of that. Yeah. But I feel like anywhere in the world, no matter how much you sucked, you would always back your country. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, again, didn't quite buy or believe that. So, yeah, I get it's a silly comedy. Like, it's a stupid comedy, but I know the intention was to be silly and fun and a parody, but it doesn't do the basis of that genre well. So, as a result, the movie is quite dull. It Mm. is overlong. It's poorly written. It is not funny. There are some highlights, but they are really... A few and far between. For me, again, Rachel McAdams and the music were the strongest points. They're not enough to save this. Please, can we just go back and watch Artemis Fowl again? One star. <laughs> you wanna? You would rather watch Artemis Fowl again than this? Oh, absolutely, because Artemis Fowl was not boring. Yeah, that's true. You, you did that. say that. Okay. Yeah, it, no, it, like Artemis Fowl was was like, gosh, just. Like bad, like Artemis Fowl was bad, but it was not boring at least. So, yeah. and also, it uh, did not go for two hours. <laughs> it should have, but it didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's that. You make a good point. Yeah, uh, Michael, what did you think of um, this film, for lack of a better word? Um, <laughs> I actually quite like this film. Mm-hmm. 
Yay, yeah. I'm not alone. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, Kendall, do remember that we're not really aficionados of Eurovision. So. No, I know. And that's what I'm really liking about this discussion is the fact that <laughs> the Eurovision people have come down on the side I thought they were going to come down on. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and Mike, you and I actually, because we're not as indoctrinated we're just kind of seeing it on face value and just taking it for what it is attempting to do. Mm. Um, Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm actually now really curious on your feedback on this, Mike, because I think, and again, I've tried to distance it, but, and probably I failed miserably, but I just even think on a super level the movie doesn't work so okay like Kendall, you've you, you've really expressed like you know the, the the positives and the negatives and have balanced it out and have sort of found your way in the middle for this one so that was yes. a really you know that that's really interesting yeah um mike yeah so what were your thoughts on this uh well i think i think um probably i was actually watching it not for um not on the Eurovision side because everything was uh, new to me because mm. I don't know much about Eurovision and uh, I, so- I sort of knew that these cameos were supposed to be meant to be for someone but I didn't know who they were but mm. I knew they were cameos because it's the way they were shot it's like oh it's this guy or yeah. this person <laughs> or yeah it's that, that sort of thing so I, I, I keyed on to that and of course, the music in this is phenomenal. I, I actually was just tapping along at it, and I don't normally do that because <laughs> cause all these songs were catchy as fuck. Mm. Yeah, very and catchy. You, songs. you think you think they're catchy? Watch Eurovision Song Contest for real. <laughs> well, that's the thing because yeah, I said the music's good I, here. Yeah, because I said it's um, I'll it, be going in, I'll be going into this like fresh and not knowing what Eurovision is. And it sort of got me intrigued to actually watch Eurovision and actually. Yay, group party! Yay, <laughs> yay! <laughs> Mind you, I'll be only wa- watching uh, Australia because, because you know, go Australia. And, <laughs> and I wasn't that quite miffed that Australia wasn't mentioned because, yeah, like, like it's it's a joke in itself that an uh, Australia that's located in Asia is in Eurovision. Hmm. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, and. I suppose that's a joke within a joke. I don't know, but no, no, you're right. I didn't. Um, with the humor in this, yeah, it's cringy at times, but I actually really liked um, uh, the main lead's um, uh, relationship in this, and you could sort of tell that they really enjoyed working with each other. Um, especially when they first go to um, uh. uh no, not Europe. Was uh, Scotland? Scotland, Scotland, Edinburgh. That was the word I was trying to get. And where they were sitting on the bench and they were just cho- talking and they were ma- making jokes, but they were making jokes with each other. And you could sort of see see that they really enjoy like do doing it. And mm-hmm. it's yeah. very rare in rom coms that the 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 romantic leads are actually um <laughs> it lack of a better word, uh, in a relationship sort of thing. Yeah, in a partnership of some kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they've got their back, and I, I actually really enjoy it. And ironically, it actually had a bit of heart to it as well. Like, Yeah, it did. Especially especially with that 
Um, of course, at the end of second act down, downfall that you see all the time. And I, I sort of... Because you usually side with one, one party or not. And I sort of got both sides. And I'm sort of... I'm sort of... I'm actually taking this analysis and I'm... Why am I doing it to a comedy? It's not supposed to be taken seriously. Especially a Will Ferrell um, <laughs> engine. Because, yeah, it's Will Ferrell being Will Ferrell. But mm-hmm. I don't think it is, it's that... Is that bad? I have seen... Uh, um, I have seen Holmes and Watson, and yeah, that is a pathetic piece of crap. And and I'm surprised that <laughs> and and I'm surprised that um, the Arthur Conan Doyle estate is pissed off with this Netflix show, and <laughs> and they they think, oh yeah, uh, Holmes and Watson is okay. And it's like, hey, all right, <laughs> pick your battles. Yeah, um, <laughs> and. Yeah, um, as I said, the music is great. Um, they, fo- I actually quite enjoy that they focus more. On, they 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 gave time to actually focus more on the sort of music side of it, and and um, I don't know what what else to say. Um, I w- I would um, as a comedy, yeah, it was alright. Ah, oh, Pierce Brosnan. What what is it with bonds and actually that they become more fuckable when they're older? <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's why they're cast as as bond to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> they just know they just know they age really well. <laughs> and that was like my fir- fir- first laugh. It's like, yeah, Pierce Brosnan is is the the male slut of the island. Yeah. <laughs> You believe it though, looking at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I do. can see why they see why they cast him. Yeah, and but but sort of the the father and son is like, wait, aren't aren't you both like similar ages? Yeah, know. I'm pretty sure Pierce Brosnan's only like probably five ten years older than Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of which, you know how you you've got you know our two two leads. We see them as kids to begin with. Yeah, and there's yeah. only like it looks like there's only like what a few years between them. And then suddenly when they're adults, um, like, you know, Will Ferrell looks like he's, you know, 20 years older than Rachel McAdams. I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, Ugh, okay. <laughs> but it's a joke, Wayne. It's a joke. Well, yeah, it's, it's a, a joke, joke within we, a joke. It's a, it's a joke how we keep casting um, much older males with a lot younger females. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a joke, Mike. You're not, lo- you're not on there, mate. <laughs> but, you know, if we're going through the Bond... Uh, bond route of being an older dad. I mean, <laughs> if we're if we're doing in our Jones sort of territory, mm. I, I mean, they were like fifteen years apart, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's and true. it worked. Yeah, it that definitely worked. Yes. Yeah, so I would definitely, if, if overall rating, I would definitely, I'll probably give this. Uh, Probably, probably a three. Yeah, yeah, kind of the same I'm, as me. Yeah, sort of the same as you, Kendall. I'll pr- probably watch this again. Yeah. Uh, probably after I watch Eurovision, and then then I can critique it. It's like this doesn't represent. This doesn't represent <laughs> Eurovision at all. You become a Eurovision purist. Yes. Nice. <laughs> after one year. Yes. <laughs> well, it's all we. It takes. 
We look yeah. forward to we will look, we look forward to hosting you at our first slumber party for Eurovision. Yes. <laughs> yeah, three o'clock in the morning. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Fully uh, and I have done that. <laughs> it's it's no joke, Michael. We've woken up. Or we've stayed up, yeah. whichever one you want. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> other um, year I was there watching it on my phone while I was catching a train. I'm like, I'm not missing these results being read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, before we move on, um, I want to ask a genuine question. Um, mm-hmm. The songs that Iceland sang in this film for, for Eurovision, so the first song that, that was their main entry, mm-hmm. and then the final song that they ended up doing. Mm. If if those songs were legit entered into Eurovision, yay or nay? <laughs> For me, the first one, yay. Yeah. Um. Actually, I, look, I, I think all of them, yay. Except for the final, final one that, you know, that they spun around and were disqualified for. I yeah, wasn't yeah. a huge fan of that one. But okay. every other's, all, all of the other songs, um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they seemed, they seemed to nail the Eurovision vibe of the music, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I've got a really particular taste when it comes to music in Eurovision. Like, <laughs> there are some, the, there, there's a lot that I will like, but there are other types of songs in Eurovision where I'll just even walk out the room and make a cuppa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, not doing this. Um, well, what about, what about my fate? And I think the, 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 the music generally across the board in this movie um really really nailed it for all of the one even the snippets that we got really really mm. um got it down pat yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, i guess my one st- my one star is a bit mean but you know i stand by it mike what were you gonna say yeah uh oh, wayne what about my favorite one that that's from the show uh uh with my homies <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah with my homies homie yeah, I think they were the guy. I think that was the the guys that actually broke the the rule about people on stage. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So they got disqualified in the end. Uh, <laughs> oh, are, you talk, are you talking about the guy that was from Sweden in the film? Like the dance, the the break dancer one. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Got you. I'm with you now. So, no wonder it's my favorite one because it breaks all the rules because they're, <laughs> they're bad boys. Um, they're for, real bad boys. Fulia, you felt the the same about the like their standalone songs. Like, do you think they'd be worthy of entry to Eurovision? I I, th- I think they would be. Yeah. Um, especially you know if you include and if it actually worked the staging. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't try to kill half the audience. Exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> or their actual performers. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, I reckon I reckon those songs would have worked out well. I agree with Wayne. Um, the last song. Probably not a Eurovision song. I mean, I didn't mind the song. It mm. was it was quite nice. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it would have been a Eurovision worthy song. Um, so yeah, I do agree with Wayne in that in that sense. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Well, that was our not so quick cookie review. For- <laughs> Ironic. Our ironic cookie review, as it's become to be called, because we're the podcast that refuses to behave. Yep. Um, let us know on social media what your thoughts of the film are, because um, I, I love the fact that we're split yeah. on this film. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's awesome. Um, okay, mm-hmm. that's cookie review, which means now it's, it's time, time 
Popcorn culture. Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Right in the ear holes. In your ear holes. And Kendall's just lost an eardrum. Yeah, (laughs) my left. My left ear is gone. Natalie! (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay, so popcorn culture time. Uh, This week, we are tackling an interesting question. Um, Where are they now? Talking about characters that we would like to see uh, once the credits stop rolling. So, like, characters from film or TV shows... That, you know, uh, either long since finished or maybe where we'd like to see them in 20 years after the show uh, that's still running is finished, for example, or film series that's still going. So wh- what 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 kind of futures would we like to see on screen? Not necessarily in a sequel or a reboot or anything. Just what who do we want to check in with, basically? Um, for me, if I'm if I'm going to pick these there's i know there's going to be a bunch that like if i could if i actually had the time to go through and spend like uh, half an hour thinking of everything it'd be a really long list so i'm probably glad i didn't have the time to do that <laughs> <laughs> i'd probably sit at home go through my entire dvd and blu-ray collection and then my mm-hmm. netflix and stan lists just to see because i know i know i've thought this about a lot of characters before in film, but the ones that are coming to mind, um, first off for TV, it's got to be Buffy. Yeah. Even though the show did continue in comic book form uh, and is still going, uh, or Slash was recently rebooted in comic book form as well. Um, You know, it's not the same as seeing them, you know, in a live action sense with the same actors playing the same characters and telling the stories that way. Um, I would really like to see, cause like the way Buffy ended was so, um, so powerful and so moving and just awesome and really kind of helped to sum up the whole message of the show, uh, you know, about strong female characters and, and, you know, you can do, you can do anything really. Like you can be, you can be the hero of your own story, that kind of thing. Like, you know, uh, it doesn't matter who you are, just like, you know, Buffy getting chosen to be the Slayer. She there was nothing special about her. She was just chosen, and at the end of the show, spoilers. Basically, every every girl who is going to be a Slayer has been given the power of the Slayer. So like everyone's super powerful. So I would really love to see kind of the adventures of these um, kick-ass women and girls over. You know, like 10, 20 years later, what are they doing? Um, what's Buffy doing? What what are Willow and Xander doing? Like just checking in with with everybody and and seeing how their lives are going and what kind of adventures they're up to and how many more apocalypses have <laughs> uh, have they prevented since the show ended? So I I, I would really love that. Um, in terms of film, I mean I mentioned what's your number at the top of the show and I kind of want to mention it again here just because I really really loved the chemistry between Chris Evans and Anna Faris. I thought they were great together, um, really great on screen, and they bounced off each other really nicely. And their their romance was, you know, cliche, had cliche to to it, but at the same time was a little different um, than you would normally see in rom coms. I know there was just something about it that I just really enjoyed, and um, 
you know, I would really like to see where their relationship went post the end of the film and how, how things ended up for them. And um, maybe just, just get more of them and those characters because they're very fun characters as well. And especially Chris Evans. I really, really adored his character, especially because they had him playing a musician <laughs> who was singing and playing guitar. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'd like to see more of that, please. <laughs> that would be really cool. Um, and then um, I think another, another film, there's two more films I want to mention before I wrap up. Um, 10 Things I Hate About You <laughs> is like, it's one of my favorite teen films of all time. And it's probably my fa- favorite Heath Ledger role aside from, you know, the Joker. Um, but yeah, he's so great in that. And him and Julia Stiles together are great. And like, you know, they finally properly get together at the end of the film and it's all happy and, and nice and romantic and wonderful. And I just want to see their domestic bliss, you know, as these lovebirds living together happily. Like, I, because I, the film literally ends with them getting together. So you don't get to see really uh, a taste of them in a relationship at all. So I would have really liked to have seen that. Um, and then my final film has to be another one of my favorites, uh, The First Wives Club. Yeah. Uh, oh. yeah, because you took they... mine, yeah, monkey. Oh, did I? I'm sorry. <laughs> great, great minds think alike. Hey. Um, no, it's similar to Ten Things I Hate About You in the fact that you know they, you know, formed their awesome, you know, um, association to help all these these women in crisis right at the end of the film, and you don't get to see them doing the work in mm. Cynthia's name. You know, you see, you, you see the whole film and you see like the plot in the story unfold and fulfill itself. Yeah. Like, you know, they set out to do, you know, what, what they, they're supposed to do and get, you know, get revenge, get everything, all of that. And it's awesome, but I want to see more. And especially just because those women are just so funny, so great together. Like, I'm so glad that they're all coming back to make a, a, Completely different film together, but just the three of them. Uh, so is so great. Just yeah, I could go on and on, and I have on this podcast many times about this film. I just love it. But yeah, I would want to see where uh, that foundation ended up and how they all ended up. That's for sure. Um, cool. Yeah, that's me. Mm. Fulia. Yes. Thoughts. Okay. What, what are your What are your picks? All right. I don't well, take any of mine. I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I don't think I've. Chosen any of yours, I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> the next minute, yeah. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. Okay. Um, if we're talking TV shows, um, I all right. Sitcom wise, uh, I would. I'm actually. I'm actually curious uh, about um, where. Um, what's which one? There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'd love to be able to see where friends ended up. Yeah, okay. Like, just, you know, the fact that everyone's moved out to their own new house, you know, new houses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what happened to Joey and his acting career. <laughs> well, <laughs> where, you got where it... show for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. I watched a little bit of that, too. Um, but yeah, I want to... No one watched it, so... <laughs> that's I... a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to know, you know... Uh, you know the kids have you know if they've grown up to what what age they would have been like now probably about maybe what 
20 years old or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Almost. See whether they stayed friends as well. Um, uh, that, for me, would be really cool to see, even if it is just like like a mini sort of a, a, a TV movie just to show where they're at. Um, not, not even a whole season of anything. Um, I'm also... Now, I know you mentioned this, uh, Michael. Um, <laughs> MASH may, like, even though half the cast is no longer with us. Um, but I know that from listening Clear and Vivid um, with Alan Older, he still, um, he, he does, he has done a couple of epi- episodes of his podcast with some of the cast members from MASH. So with Loretta Swit mm. and with Mike Farrell. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I'd love to be able to see them now. Like, yeah. As their characters. As their characters. Yeah, what they're doing. You know, whether they've continued on with their medical careers, where they've, where they've gone, uh, whether they'll probably be retired at this point. Um, <laughs> but whether they've created their own sort of practice or, you know, if they have a, a business or something like that or what their kids would have been doing and that sort of stuff. So that, that intrigues me a bit as well. Um, and uh, steering away from the sitcom side of things, I I know it's still running, hmm. but Supernatural. Yeah. I don't know what we're expecting on how it's going to end, but I would like to see in like 20 years time where the Winchesters are at. Yeah. <laughs> Provi- provided that they're <laughs> I, I don't know whether, whether they're going to be alive or not who knows we'll find out once the season <laughs> once the season ends but um, I'd like to be able to see what happened after that yeah whether they're you know well, well let's assume that the world hasn't ended and they're still alive whether they've actually continued hunting or whether they've decided to just forget about it and just let it all run wild that would be pretty interesting to see as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Um, Movie-wise, and I've only got one choice, uh, I would love to see the current Mr. Ace Ventura. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> to see what he has yes. been doing, especially in today's time. Modern time, Ace Ventura. Jim Carrey. No one else. <laughs> I want to see that man go crazy again. I love Ace Ventura. It's probably one of my favorite comedy films. Um, and I just, want to, I just want to know how he'd be able to deal with the modern technology compared to what he knows. Yeah. <laughs> and how he does his detective work yeah. with the animals. Mm-hmm. Um, that for me would be a lot of fun, I think. So I would love to see an Ace Ventura reboot. Or sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he'll still be in the same type of wardrobe portfolio, or would he have updated a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe he'd be in the same outfits. <laughs> I, I don't think he'll so, give it to up. To be honest, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come Bring on. back that tutu. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Hawaiian shirt and all that. Yeah. So funny. Uh, what about yourself, Wayne? What are your picks? 
yeah, well, I also would uh, like to see Friends. Um, yeah. It's not my favourite sitcom, but when, you know, uh, there was the talk about a Friends reunion, we all thought, oh, wow, we're, we're getting like a one-off episode or something. And That's like, exactly no, what I thought too. Yeah, and then it was like, no, they're just going to be on a couch. I'm like, oh, mm. okay. <laughs> um, which, look, it's fine. But I think it would actually be cool just to see... Uh, just to see, yeah, just to see how their lives are at, because you know they they went their separate ways, they mm. sort of moved on, but y- the bonds that they that they had forged over the course of the series, yeah, um, I think would be way you would hope is way too strong to uh, to break up. So yeah, exactly. yeah, I just I would like you know I don't I, I don't want a full series, you know, just. Even just a lovely, you know, one hour episode or something. Just mm. just to see, just to tell me that they reunite every Thanksgiving, even though yeah. Chandler hates Thanksgiving. <laughs> but like, I don't know, I guess I just, I just, you know, needed something like that. Um, yeah. Because, you know, we know that obviously Ross and Monica will be, will always be in contact. And then by default, you've got Chandler. And then by default, you've also got Rachel. And that way we can also always see how many times have Ross and Rachel broken up, gotten back together, yeah. married, divorced. <laughs> Why not? Um, yeah. so Are we, they on I, a break? <laughs> yeah. And I think that that would actually be be fun to see. Um, yeah. I thought that, that that would be pretty cool. Um, in terms of Will and Grace is, is another series, but... I would like to actually see, like, ten, maybe 10, 10 years from the original ending that we thought was the final yeah. ending before the sequel series came. I actually feel it was a, it's a much better ending than the one that ended up being the ending, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, hopefully yeah. that does make sense. But yeah, the you know the original the original ending that that we got all those years ago. Um, which to me was just absolutely sweet and heartbreaking at the same time. But I'd like to see that version uh, with a reunion to see where um, Will and Grace's son and son and daughter, their respective chil- um, ch- yeah. children, um, that they've obviously made a connection. And I want to just see that play out. Um, I-, I thought that that would be pretty cool. Um, another TV series is one of my favourite um, franchises that I watch is a, is a Degrassi series and um, that series one of its sort of trademarks if you will is that it tends to leave a lot of storylines and plot lines unresolved um, so there's always characters dropping in and out and you never know what happens to them um, and so I would like to see some of my favorite characters have those loose ends tied. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that, I think just as, as, as a fan, there are just some of those characters you just fall in love with. Um, since I've been watching, uh, the characters in this show since, gosh, I was probably, I think 10, 10 or 11. Wow. I've been watching them. Yeah. Um, and the franchise has only just sort of finished a few years ago, I think. Um, yeah. When when Netflix didn't renew the last series, so yeah, there's just some characters that 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 have, that have been a part of my childhood and literally almost my whole life, and I would love to 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 see how some of those plot lines resolved. Um, speaking of characters and kids that have been with me my whole life, I want to see the Goonies come back together. <laughs> Yay! 
I want to see the Goonies as adults, and I want to see um, if they have ch- if they have children, what they get up to, as well. Um, I'm half minded about that one though because um, sometimes you don't want a reunion to spoil something so perfect as the Goonies. <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah. Um, finally, I've got um, two couples that I absolutely love. I want to know if Jamie and Steve are still together from Beautiful Thing because I yes. would like to think they are. Yes. I would like to think that they were absolutely true love and they were all they ever needed uh, despite falling in love at such a young age. Um, my, yeah, all-time favourite queer couple and I want them to still be living happily ever after. I'd like to know, yeah, if they stay together and if they decided to have children. I think that would be cool. Uh, <laughs> and... Um, I think just to refer back to the top of the show, talking about Michael Keaton coming back at least as Bruce Wayne. Um, um, I'm really looking forward to that, but you can't have Bruce Wayne without Selena Kyle. So I would love to see uh, Michael Keaton and Michelle Pfeiffer back together again as Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle in the flash, sort of in the, in the same vein of, of, of the dark Knight returns. I thought that that would be really, really cool. They don't need to costume up again and and go in their um, respective armors. Uh, Look, they're more than welcome to. They both look fantastic and can still fit in them. Probably. (laughs) Yeah, most likely. Yeah, but I think a more mature-aged Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle still doing their thing um, with, you know, the best um, big-screen Batman and the best big-screen Catwoman. Uh, I think we're all winners in that department. Um, So, yeah, so there's some reunions I would like to see. Nice. Um, How about you, Mark? Well, um, I wouldn't, yeah, not reunions, but I want to see what happens to them like mm. after the fact uh one particular one is 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 a uh, probably cheating here i'm not i'm not picking a well it is made into a movie but it's it's a book mm-hmm. so it's not a tv show or a film it's uh stephen king's pet cemetery yeah okay uh uh if you don't know the ending to that um Basically, it's bleak and spoilers for for a, for a book. Um, essentially, it's open ended. Uh, his wife, uh, his wife is dead, and so uh, grief stricken, he takes his dead wife and buries her in the cemetery that's about uh that's beyond the pet cemetery it's actually uh an indian burial ground and buries her she comes back but we don't know if she is the same person or she she is possessed by uh by by the evil now the reason why i want to know the ending of that is not because of them is because of um, the couple's daughter is actually uh, living with uh, her grandparents just to get away from it, and I would like like to know if she is okay. Nice. Because because when I when I read that, um, it wasn't. It's not necessarily the best uh, book to read. The first, to read. Uh, especially if you're a first-time parent, because <laughs> uh, in the book, um, 
what really sets off what happens is the uh, son uh, dies from a a traffic accident, and and of course, being Stephen King, he actually goes into heavy de- heavy detail on the sort of grief and everything that's go- going through the father's life, like to that point of his world. So that sort of rocked my world. But when I finished the book, it, it's like, what happened to Ellie? I want to know what happens to Ellie. And if I ever meet Stephen King, I would uh, that will be the first question. Is Ellie all right from Pet Cemetery? Oh, that's sweet. You it, should t- tweet him, Michael. See if he responds. Yeah, nah. do it. He's probably too busy. Yeah, um, it doesn't hurt to try. You'd be surprised yeah. what he responds to. <laughs> I assume she's alright because she's living with the grandparents and uh, who knows. Um, so that's that. Um, and I was going to say um, uh, obviously a First Wives Club uh, what would happen uh, with that but yes. thanks Kendall. Yes. Nah, that's alright. You're welcome. But, but along, that, along that vein I've also... Uh, toyed with the idea of of uh, uh, the like a sort of a sequel to make it a trilogy of three men and a baby mm. and three men and a little lady and and the third one would be three men and and a bride yeah that's where the, the little girl yeah, it's the actual title of the of the third movie script, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I read that, and it's like, oh, that would be so good because mm. you get get to see this little girl grow up, and one and one of the big questions is who who is going to uh, give her away? That, and we don't know which one is it—the biological father, or is it, or is it the other other two, or is it all three? And that's that sort of uh, that that sort of thing, uh, yeah. That that's that was it. And also, um, it would be really great to actually get those three guys back yeah. to do something again. Um, get Ted Danson and and uh, uh, oh, blanking Steve Gutenberg um, and Tom Selleck. That's it. Yes. <laughs> yes, what a cast. And Nancy Travis as well. She's got to be there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That will be good. Mm. Um, Television-wise, I want to see the later years of Around the Twist. Oh, oh no. Yes. No. no. Yes. Creep me out, that bloody show, when I was a kid. Ah. You're kidding me, right? I'm not joking. Oh, no, it's you. Of course you're not joking. Yeah, go on, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Wayne, why are you surprised? (laughs) No, that's right. I'm I'm actually surprised that I was surprised. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Me too. It's a surprise upon a surprise. What happens at the end of... Yeah, Inception. (laughs) I want a a second one of Inception. (laughs) Where Where we see the spinning top actually fall over. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Where, where's the spinning top now? Did it fall over? <laughs> <laughs> or did it? Or did it? Or is it still spinning? Is it still spinning? <laughs> Forever. Forever. Ra- so, round the twist, you reckon, would be good to see, to check in with them? 
Yeah, especially uh, with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not necessarily the the same cast, because they change casts three times. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Is is the lighthouse still in the family name, or is it taken Mm. over by the Gribbles? Yes. Yes, and bring back Mark Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, what about Oh, what about Frank Frank Frankie J Holden? Well, yeah, br- yeah, bring him back as well. Yeah, yeah. Even though they're playing the same character. Oh, we get to find out it's a multi multi um, universe sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, random yeah. twist it could anything could work. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, nice. And and of course Blue Healers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good old Mount Thomas. Good old Mount Thomas. Mm. Uh, they have, it's like a big movie and they have to and it's a big terrorist plot and Mount Thomas gets destroyed uh by Meteor. <laughs> so you've already okay. decided what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Off the map. Um Yeah. I mean that that's all the ones that come to mind that I want to see what would happen um nice hmm I suppose that's all yeah, yeah. alright really. nothing really else oh what about Lost I want to know what happens at the end of Lost <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to spark something um, out of Wayne oh is he I'm okay. Not I, 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 no one cares what happens at the end of this. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna call it on yep. popcorn culture there because those were some really really great answers from everyone. Uh, yep. Thank you so much. Um, oh, yeah. what about you, Kendall? <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> and we're back to the start. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was awesome. Really really cool. Um, so that wraps that up, which means we're near the end of the show. Yes. Now. Thank uh, you for. Thanks for sticking with sticking this. With this that. is an epic episode. Ain't over we, yet, folks. Ain't over yet. We, we appreciate. Yeah. We appreciate you guys listening. We really do. You have no idea. Uh, so it's time to check in with uh, Fred. Mm-hmm. What's up with Fred? Uh, as I said at the top of the show, I have been very busy Fred wise this week. Um, not only um, did I we film Collectible Chaos, uh, first first episode in a few months, so that's mm-hmm. that's coming out this week. Yep. Stay tuned for that. My top ten favorite songs on Michael Jackson's History album. Uh, very very fun episode. I really enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, and then we also recorded the monthly. Yep. Which was awesome. So much fun. I had such a great time. <laughs> I think we both did. I can speak oh, for us both. Oh, man. We both, we both had the passion. We had the passion. <laughs> for Supernatural. For the Supernatural, yes. <laughs> Talking all things uh, Supernatural Season 15 Yep. up until this point. Uh, it's out now. Go listen. Let us know your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, if you agree or disagree with anything we said, we want to discuss. That was really cool. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I concluded my, my journey through history. It's over. Mm-hmm. I have, I have, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, I don't, I don't deserve your applause, it's very sweet. Yes, you do. Uh, 
um, yeah, finally finished it. That was that was really great as well. Uh, I really, yeah, like I've been saying, I've had such a great time revisiting this album in, in, in an analytical kind of way and really digging deep into my thoughts and feelings on the on all of these songs, the album as a whole, the history behind, uh, pun intended, the history behind <laughs> each and every song, trivia, I learnt things I didn't know. Like, yeah, so many cool little things buried deep beneath that that album's surface, and it's it's awesome. Mm. Um, so thank you to everybody who watched all my videos. I really, really appreciate it. All the people that commented, I got a few comments from some people uh, as well on directly on the videos. Thank you to you guys for sharing your thoughts and asking questions. It's really, really awesome. Uh, I definitely will be returning to the world of Michael Jackson at some point with non-scripted ramblings. Um, I don't know when. Maybe I'll wait for another anniversary. I don't know. Or maybe I'll just say fuck it and go through every other album. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? There'll be things. Things will happen. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for watching, everyone. Um, it's Yeah, it's been awesome. So if you haven't seen the videos and you're interested, check out my full retrospective, my journey through history uh, on YouTube right now. So get around it. Yep. Um, Fulia. Yes. Uh, Foolish Fuji, anything? Still going. Still going? Yep. Um, still continuing on with my Animal Crossing on Tuesdays. And Thursdays is Assassin's Creed 3. Assassin's Creed 3. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, last Thursday on episode 2, or part 2, uh, I was very, very frustrated at the game. <laughs> During that stream. Oh, I'm going to have to watch that. Oh my goodness. I was stuck in one area for a good half an hour. Oh no. Yes. I mean. <laughs> because in the game, you have to be stealth mode. You have to be an assassin. You can't be noticed. Urgh, I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> oh no. This is going to be an interesting process. Oh, you know what? I was so close to giving up. <gasps> That's no. how that's how frustrated I got. Oh, fully. I'm so glad you persevered. And then I finally I I calmed down and then I got through it. Good. <laughs> oh lord. So that segment that that section of the stream would be hilarious to everybody right I now. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Go check it out people. Because fully, it took me that stream. long to get through that level when I reckon, you know, seasoned gamers would have gotten through that in like that. <laughs> yeah, there's probably some epic speed runs of Assassin's Creed online somewhere. Yeah. yeah. It's the, my first time playing Assassin's Creed of anything, so just bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be an expert soon enough. I'm yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, and then are you um, moving on to Friday the 13th? No. Yes. No, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I forgot there was one really cool thing that I, I did during my week that I forgot to mention. Um, and I'm only mentioning it now because it's gaming related. I actually played a game. No. Oh. Uh, a PC game uh, called Firewatch. Okay. Uh, which I recommend you play Fulia. It's like, it's like, okay, you don't really need any skill for this. Hence why I was able to get through it. Because um, I'm not a gamer at all. Everyone knows this. Uh, but it's a very, it's a, it's a walk around, explore type game. Uh, w very story driven. Okay. Uh, character driven. I, I loved it. And the graphics are beautiful. The colors, the landscape, it's the whole thing. I 
Highly recommend. Okay. I, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. Maybe watch a trailer or something for it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> yes. Es- excellent. Yes. All right. All right. That, that's done. I'm done. Yes. Okay. Um, well, yeah, that's pretty much it from me as well. So Foolish Fuji is still going. I'm only live streaming on Twitch from now on. And then as soon as that live stream is done, I upload it straight up to YouTube so yes. that everybody can watch it later on. Yes. Um, and yeah, and I'm also on Twitter uh, at Foolish underscore Fuji. Um, posting all of my Animal Crossing photos from the game whenever I feel like it and just, you know, uh, posting other bits and pieces about gaming-related things. And, yeah, it's been fun so far. Nice. How about you, Wayne? Uh, yeah, so uh, we dropped two podcasts for Fred Watch this month. So Friday the 13th, um, celebrating 40, uh, yeah, 40 years of um, the film that started the greatest slasher and horror movie franchise ever. Uh, Philip, Kendall, and myself discuss that movie and discover that it holds up incredibly well. Um, yes. I may be embellishing everyone's consensus on that, but listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you will hear Philip only a few times. <laughs> Look, it's a better episode for it, let's be honest. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> you agree with me, Kendall. That's okay. Uh, oh, I'm not commenting. <laughs> I take your silence as your agreement with me. Oh, um, you, yes. you, you take it how you like. <laughs> <laughs> I usually do, my dear. Oh, um, good. <laughs> and, um, yes, and Philip and I have also uh, recorded a special episode of Fred Watch for Pride Month. So we went into a... Um, an, an, and a discussion and an analysis into Pixar's short movie out, which we discussed on, on this uh, podcast uh, a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. So we um, talked for about fi- uh, 50 minutes about a nine minute movie, which yeah. uh, tells you a lot about how, how great and how much we think about this movie. Um, uh, yeah. And all the politics and um, themes and, and so forth that it does link to. Um, so definitely have a listen to that. It was such a great discussion. It was a great episode to, yeah. uh, to do. Yeah. I've got to try. I've just got to chime in. I literally finished listening to it as I rocked up to four years tonight for oh, the podcast. Okay. And I haven't listened to it yet. Um, I, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a great episode. And the fact that I, you know, when I opened it and saw that it was getting up to an hour in length, I'm like, holy crap. They managed <laughs> to just, they managed to talk for like, Six times the actual runtime of the, the thing. <laughs> they had a lot to say. They had a lot to say. You both had a lot to say, and you both said it very eloquently and and wonderfully. And your all your points of view were great. And I, I yeah, I really loved it. And especially loved the little shout out to uh, the one and only Leslie Hunting. Yeah. Um, that made me that made me giggle quite a bit. <laughs> that was that was would- good. Yeah, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a Fred production if there wasn't a nod to Leslie Hunting uh, at some point. Yes, yes. we absolutely love uh, Phil's mum, Leslie. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah, um, so but yeah, good good job, Wayne. Thank you Phil. so much. Thank you. I'm it's glad so you very good. Thank you. I'm so I'm so glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah one that I've listened back um, to and I'm, and you know you just kind of go yeah no it is a really yeah again it's a reflection on the film to be honest that it could inspire such a conversation as well yeah. um mm-hmm. but yeah definitely um have a listen have a listen to the podcast and if you haven't seen the film 
um, definitely oh, do. Please go um, watch it. Yeah, watch out on Disney Plus and then listen it's to our so podcast. It's so cute. It's wonderful. I yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so would love would love more feedback on, on that. Um, also, finally, which linked to Fred but not quite Fred, um, head to Instagram and follow a page that has just started called Michael and Philip Show, um, and you'll slowly start to learn more about a project that I've been working on for the past year. Oh my god! Um, and yeah, and so um, that's hopefully uh, coming more to fruition um, this year. We'll, we'll, we'll try our best <laughs> with uh, yes. w- with COVID uh, lurking um, in our midst. But yeah, that's uh, that's been me, and we'll we'll have a brand new uh, Fred Watch out um, later next month. Yeah, uh, Michael. Nice. I've done jack shit. Next. <laughs> And that was a podcast called Fred. Thank you. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Um, no, I'm being I'm being serious. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> we'll uh, we we will end it there then. Mike, you yeah you sh- yeah? yeah you're good yeah yeah yeah. I don't joke on these podcasts. It's <laughs> <for real. laughs> Legit. Everything I say is real. Legit. Legit talking. All right. <laughs> legit. Legit. I'm, le- uh, I'm 100% legit. Legit, yes. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Or is it French? <laughs> what? 100% le shit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and on that note, I think it might be time to wrap this epic podcast up. What do you say? Yeah. Nice. Nice. That was a podcast called Fred. Fred. Okay. Fred. (laughs) Here are the Fred plugs. Please remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble, where you can get apparel, home decor, bags stationary with our unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team. Unibums, incompetent gamers, our live stage shows and more! That was a Fred plug. Yes. Yeah, it was. Yes, yes, yes. I've been a Kendall Richards. I've been a Wayne Stellini. I've been a Fulvia Cantaramaggio. I've been a Michael Lister. And you just you experienced a podcast called Fred. 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 Episode one, two, three. Oh yeah. <laughs> ABC. Easy as ABC. No Raimi. No. We did this joke, you see. <laughs> Look, to Jackson Five, I'm gonna bring it back, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Never. Yes. Never. Yeah. Never repeat a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and so what have you been? What about you, Michael? What do you think? <laughs> what do I think? I think whatever Fulia says. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? She's obsessed with, with Halloween hentai. Is that it? Is that, <laughs> is that the joke? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember to eat beef. Eat all and the beef. every other. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah. and all the other foods. Yes, and your tofu. Do you make cake? And cake. Have some cake. cake. Have Let cake them eat then. cake. Remember to yes. eat your cake. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Freddie lives. <laughs> and and scene. Scene. Jason's better though. Click. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.